0: listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host Danny, and today we have Lori back again. Hi Lori. Hi. Today we are talking about Horizon Forbidden West, and we have been waiting for this game ever since we beat... Horizon Zero Dawn, which was, like, episode 28 or something like that. You should
1: have looked that up.
0: I I looked at it a little bit ago, but I, I, it was in the 20s. In any case, um, it's been a while. And, you know, we were super excited when this game was announced. Even more excited when the game was finally released. We got, like, the full, like, super mega ultra edition. Times two. <laughs> <laughs> the one it's got, um, both of them have a tremor tusk, yeah, bought- but one of them has regalas, regalas, tremor tusk. Yeah, the rebel tremor tusk. And it is, it's really cool. It's worth the money that we paid. In any case, we bought this game quite a few
1: times. We bought three copies of this stinking game. I, it sucks that they didn't include a physical copy with these editions. Yeah, that we had to actually go out and buy a physical copy.
0: And that was the only reason why we bought three. Like, we bought the two, the like, the Collector's Edition and the Regala Edition, and then neither of those came with the physical game, so then we had to buy the physical game as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. That kind of sucked. I mean, we got some money back. Yeah, we did. We sold the codes, which worked out in our favor, but... Yeah, it's just too bad. The game, The game industry these days, it's
1: all digital. I just think it's funny that they... Had a steel bookcase in there, but they didn't give you a disc. Like, why? What was the point of the steel book then?
0: <laughs> the only thing I can think of is maybe they could pre-run everything except except the game disc. That you know they had to wait until the game was completely finished before they could make those, or they could just put a digital code in there and say we'll flag this for available for download after the game gets released. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yep, so the game was developed by Guerrilla Games, just like the first one. It was released on the PS4 and PS5 on February 18th, 2022. Um, <laughs> I was going to say 2002, and I knew that that wasn't correct. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, it just came out a few months ago. Lori, you beat it within the first like week of getting the game. Yeah. While I was still playing Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> And then I finished 11 and I streamed the entirety of Forbidden West. Um and streaming it I I I was nervous streaming it because these brand new games I'm like am I going to be any good? Am I just going to make a fool of myself? You're on terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm terrible. <laughs> I I did the best I could, okay? Gosh, dang it. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys want to watch that, I archive all of our stream Gameplays over on Zap Night Plays YouTube channel, so you can look up Zap Night Plays on YouTube. It's different than the Zap Night Gaming YouTube channel because I don't want to flood Zap Night Gaming with all of my Twitch
1: streams. Side note <laughs> every yeah. time I Google or I, every time I look up Zap Night on YouTube, it always takes me to that page instead of the main page. That's
0: so weird because Zap Night Plays only has like 11 subscribers, so why? Yeah. I-
1: like, the only thing... It doesn't actually bring up your Zap Night page. It just brings up Zap Night videos, and I have to get to your page through a video.
0: Oh, yeah. But it'll
1: bring up the Zap Night Plays channel.
0: Maybe it's because Zap Night Plays has so much content. Maybe. Like, it's got, like, double the amount of content <laughs> that Zap Night Gaming has. Oh, sorry. It's, it's, no, it's, fine. <laughs> it's just silly. So, Horizon Forbidden West is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. If you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn... Just go and do it, please, please. <laughs> As per usual, we spoil the crap out of this the story. So if you haven't finished the game and you don't want to be spoiled of any ending or any information regarding, um, you know, spo- the, the story, spoilers. <laughs> um, definitely stop the podcast and come back after you finish the game. If you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, some of this stuff might not make a whole lot of sense because we're going to talk about this game as Horizon Zero Dawn already happened. We're not going to go in back and, and explain any of these concepts that were introduced in Horizon Zero Dawn. We may touch on a few things that happened to Zero Dawn, but as far as like what a focus is and <laughs> what Gaia is, we're not going to talk about that. So if you haven't played Zero Dawn, go back play it or at least watch like a video on the or story. Or listen to our podcast. Or listen to our podcast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Good idea, Lori. Let's do that. <laughs> so we are going to talk about the story to the best of our ability. We went over it a few times trying to get this thing down pat. Apologies if it's not a hundred percent correct. As usual, we're just kind of more or less flying by the seat of our pants. It's not going to be perfect. (laughs) If you wish to skip the story, we will put a timestamp in the description to let you know where you need to skip to in order to just move on to our thoughts of the game. But we're going to jump right into the story. Horizon Forbidden West takes place after the events of Horizon Zero Dawn, where all of Meridian celebrates the defeat of Hades and the Shadow Karja. Aloy immediately leaves. Um, she doesn't spend any time celebrating with any of her comrades. She's got a mission. She's got stuff to do. Aloy spends the next six months trying to find a Gaia backup while the world is slowly deteriorating from the fact that Gaia and all of the AIs have just kind of gone out of control. Gaia, who is the overall mastermind behind the terraforming system, not being available to keep the other AIs under control causes the land to literally decompose. The plant life is overfertilized and turning red. They call it the Blight. The storms in the sky are getting more and more intense. The oceans are slowly becoming polluted. So Aloy sees all of this happening, and she is pressed for time to get Gaia because she doesn't want the world to fall apart. She feels like it's, it's her duty because she has Elizabeth's DNA. She's the only one that can do this. So anyway, she spends six months doing that. Varl eventually tracks down Aloy. If you remember, Varl's one of her f- somewhat friends from uh, Rise of Zero Dawn. He catches up with Aloy in this far zenith facility where she has a lead for this possible Gaia backup. She gives Varl a focus, and they enter the facility where they discover that the Zenith group plan to go to space to colonize another planet. And supposedly they're holding a Gaia backup in their data center. Once they make it to the data center, they find that the Gaia backup is actually a fake. And Varl convinces Aloy to just go back to Meridian to try and find information on another source from the local scouts. I think there's one guy in particular that Varl mentions, but... In any case, Aloy goes back to Meridian with Varl and immediately gets summoned to the Spire that had recently noticed some sort of activity after she left. While she was inspecting the Hades orb, she finds that Silence had planted a transmitter inside of the spear that she left inside the Hades orb that was able to transmit Hades to Silence. And this blew our mind when we figured this out because, like, duh. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what's funny is when that happened in zero dawn you know you see hades like fly off into you know silence's lantern, lantern. yeah and like it happened and my my little brain was like how what 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 is this but like it was their way of representing um the way that the staff was transmitting yeah. a signal to silence it just It didn't come across quite as obvious as I feel like it could have, but I mean, it made sense once they described it that way. Aloy eventually climbs the spire and finds a message from silence, basically mocking her on wasting time trying to find Gaia and coaxes her with more information to head to a data point that's located in the forbidden West. She talks to the sun King who warns her about heading into the West because of savage tribes she is offered to join a group heading to the West for an embassy or like peace talks with the Tanakh people. The Tanakh people have prisoners of war from the red raids and the Karja have um, old stolen goods that they are exchanging in order to try and make peace amongst the tribes. Obviously the red raids are over, but the Tanakh people are really still bitter about what had happened during that time. Aloy convinces Varl to leave west in the morning, but Aloy just abandons him and leaves in the middle of the night. She does make her way to the west, uh, to an area called the Daunt. It's a valley controlled by the Karja. In the Daunt, she finds that the people are currently under attack by a herd of bristlebacks, causing the embassy to be on hold. Aloy finds her friend Erend, who is the leader of the... The Vanguard. The Vanguard, right. Yeah. And he's there escorting people to the embassy because all of this is on hold because of the bristlebacks. Aaron and the Vanguard are currently trying to take down the bristlebacks. Aloy finds Aaron who is injured from the fight. She basically takes out all of the bristlebacks, but because he is injured, he's not able to continue with her, so she just moves on
1: <laughs> she he's also kind of bitter, yeah because that's true. she just left meridian he's- after.
0: He's real bitter about yeah. that. Like, Varl kind of mentions, like, why would you just leave while we're celebrating your victory, essentially? And she's just like, I got bigger things to do. But, like, Aaron is like, no, no, I get it. Just leave. Just like you always do. But, like, he's also a little drunk. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. and, and to be fair, he's kind of a little drunk throughout the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she finds her way to Baron Light, where she learns about the embassy even though the Bristlebacks are finished, they are still waiting on one of the Tenox tribes to be able to start the embassy. She really is pressed for time, so she just forces her way out to the Tenox anyway. But while she's trying to get through the gate, Varl shows up and tries to help Aloy get through. They do eventually make it out to the Tanakhs. They have a little bit of conversation with who the Tanakhs are. They talk to, what's his name? Fashav. Yeah, Fashav, who, who is, is one of the prisoners yeah. of war that they are exchanging. Yeah.
1: Who had become a marshal in the Tanakh.
0: He used to be a Karja, yeah. and now he's a marshal. And he has a lot to say about like the history of the, the Tanakh people and, and his experience with them. And how and, he
1: really wants to bring peace to the tribes.
0: Yeah, to, Yeah, to all of them. The embassy does begin while Aloy is down there, and as soon as it does, they all get attacked by a Tanakh rebel group led by Regala, um, who is an exiled marshal and is enraged by the peace talks between the Tanakh and the Karja, calling the Tanakh people traitors and, you know, that the Karja are so bad because of the Red Raids. How dare they try to make peace, even though the Mad Sun King is finished to Regala, it doesn't matter. She's just frustrated and willing to take any blood. She attacks all parties. Half of her crew is on uh, machines. Yeah. So obviously she has some sort of technology. And I think Aloy kind of figures silence is behind silence, it. yeah. The majority of the regala group get fought back aloy is still standing through the chaos and challenges regala directly however her champion decides to fight aloy instead of course aloy comes out victorious and she decides to leave uh leaving Varro behind due to his injuries as well as giving him a chance to stay and rest while she presses forward.
1: After Regala retreats. She wants to fight Regala, but she's like, no, and well, I leaves.
0: Mean, <laughs> at that point, Regala's the only one left. So like, <laughs> yeah, I would be a little scared too. Aloy continues on to try and find the data coordinates that Silence had left. When she does finally get to the coordinates, Silence guides her to a Horus control center that is holding the remains of Hades um hades is badly damaged after silence had been interrogating hades and basically tearing it apart Aloy does have a chance to have a conversation with hades but is unable to really gather much information because most of his memories are blocked or corrupted in some way but she does end up purging hades completely deleting it from existence so hades is no more which is funny, because the conclusion to Zero Dawn, I really thought was like, well, Hades is going to come back. No, not at all.
1: <laughs> it really feels done this time.
0: Yeah, H- yeah. Hades is gone now. Obviously, there's ways that they could bring him oh, yeah. back with like, I mean, there's, there's a backup and... somewhere. Right, exactly. At the Hades Proving Lab. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, it turns out that that's exactly where Silence has led Aloy to. Uh, he reveals that she is, in fact, at the Hades Proving Lab, where Hades was developed and tested against Gaia, and concludes that there must be a Gaia backup inside the facility. She makes her way inside, and she's able to track down two copies of Gaia. Uh, However, they're incomplete kernels, and they don't have all of the subordinate functions to make Gaia whole. So Aloy formulates a plan to merge Gaia with um Minerva that she's able to find um, located in a facility nearby, but is quickly interrupted by people that Silence knows of, but Aloy isn't aware of at all. Silence tries to get Aloy to just surrender herself, trying to convince her that these people need her, that they're trying to get a Gaia back up too, but that they would be willing to work with her she is really upset at silence at this point because not only did he, um, withhold information about Hades and outright deceive her with transmitting Hades back to himself, but also now all these people are approaching her and silence knows who they are. However, Aloy has no idea. Uh, she ends up just destroying her focus by crushing it on the floor and that's so silence can't track her anymore right because silence had put in like some spy spyware, spyware on her yeah. on her focus this is when three visitors walk into the room by the way this room is genetically coded for only elizabeth sobek to be able to enter well elizabeth and like maybe a handful of others in any case aloy in this world is really the only one able to enter this
1: room but
0: yet these three enter anyway. Three,
1: three visitors plus one. Three
0: visitors walk into the room with two machines, ah. two new machines, and an Elizabeth Sobek clone named Beta. Beta takes out one of the Gaia backups. Of course, Aloy has the other one. I think I I missed that little detail. Aloy does have the other Gaia backup. Uh, Beta collects the, the second Gaia backup, and she is using the console to gather information. And she notices that someone had been just using the system. And as she shuts down the system, it reveals Aloy's hiding, hiding spot within the room. The strangers use their machines called specters to collect beta and commands Eric. One of the, one of the visitors to dispose of Aloy. Eric takes his time to fight Aloy Aloy is unable to fight back because Eric has some sort of shield that is protecting him from her arrows and really from any physical harm. So she's really unable to do anything to him. So she decides to destroy the Hades testing machine in order to escape through the water underneath the facility. Aloy is able to follow the current to find a weak point in the wall where she unexpectedly destroys a large portion of the facility and gets swept away by the current that leads out. Varl finds Aloy badly injured, washed upon a riverbank, and he takes her to a nearby local Utaru settlement to recover. Aloy wakes up two days later, looking for Gaia. That's the first thing on her mind. Uh, Varl is able to verify that Gaia is safe, though Aloy is still badly injured from the fight, or from almost drowning. And, um, I think it was
1: her injuries from the water the waterfall and
0: yeah. yeah yeah she speaks to zoe who is an utaru grave singer probably the one who's helping bandage Aloy up during that time uh zoe tells Aloy about the troubles with their uh their land gods which are machines that are plowing the utaru land um by the way utaru is just another tribe so there's In the Forbidden West, there are only like three major tribes. There's the Tanakh people, there's the Utaru people, and there is the um, Erend people. (laughs) What is this tribe? The Oseram. The Oseram, yeah, the Oseram people. There's a handful of Karja that are sprinkled about. The Karja are primarily in the Daunt area because that is controlled by Karja. But because the Karja are so unwelcome in the Tanakh territory, you don't see very many out there. Zo so explains about the problems with the land gods. Basically the land gods are no longer um plowing the field and also every year they return to a sacred cave and then they come out anew, basically being repaired by this facility and then coming back. However, since since the derangement, the machines haven't been coming out. Quite right every time, and in fact, they stopped going into the sacred cave altogether. However, one of them went into the cave and is still trapped inside, causing Zoe to be worried about what's going on. Aloy tries to convince Zoe to go into the sacred cave to try and figure out what's going on, to possibly help her people, and also knows that Minerva is nearby and possibly within that sacred cave. So that's her, her way of trying to get in as well. She also is well aware that by retrieving Gaia and restoring her back to full power or whatever, that all of these problems that Zoe and her people are having would go back to normal. So with that in mind, Zoe, um, takes Varl to, um, try and gather the, uh, The chorus, which is, like, their government of the... They're, like, leaders. Yeah, they're leaders. Varl leaves Aloy behind simply because Aloy still needs to finish recovering. Aloy does take some time to recover and meets up with Zoe and Varl back in Plainsong.
1: At this point, we can see a budding romance between Zoe and Varl.
0: Yeah, and it's really cute. Like...
1: (laughs) We'll we'll talk
0: more about the gestures later in this game, but like Varl and Zoe, like you can see them kind of like flirty and like looking at each other. It's just, it's really cute. It's really sweet. In any case, Aloy heads to Plainsong where she meets up with Zoe and Varl and the chorus is now assembled so that Aloy complete her case to enter the cave. Unfortunately, Aloy is denied entry to the sacred cave But while they're debating about this, machines in the sacred cave that were originally being held back start to break through the barricades and begin attacking the people and heading towards Plainsong. Aloy, Zoe, and Varl just shoot straight for the cave, figuring that there's no barricades, there's no one stopping them from just entering. And they do fight some machines along the way to try and help clear them. Their main focus is to get into the cave, which ends up being a cauldron or like a repair bay facility for machines in general. They find that the repair bay is completely controlled by Hephaestus and producing stronger machines that are altered in some way. The group does take on the altered land god that's now a Grimhorn, and Aloy is able to take control of the facility purging Hephaestus from the area. They go deeper into the facility and they're able to find Minerva that is in the control center. She convinces the AI Minerva to merge with Gaia and Gaia awakens with Gaia back in control of the facility. She informs Aloy of that facility being a control center that was meant to oversee operations of the terraforming system and really just suggests that Aloy uses the facility as a base of operations. Gaia continues her chat with Aloy, telling her that she should find the other missing subordinate functions. That she was able to locate. That, yeah, because like, she was only able to locate a few of them. Three of them. Um, and those, those three are Aether, Demeter, and Poseidon. And then she's able to see Hephaestus. However, Hephaestus is a different concept altogether because Hephaestus is within the cauldrons. The cauldrons are a network that's scattered across the world. So they have to be able to find a way to isolate Hephaestus in order for Gaia to be able to merge with it. However, in Gaia's current state, she's not strong enough to be able to override Hephaestus. In fact, if she were to try, Hephaestus would probably overtake her. So with that in mind, she guides Aloy to try and get um, Aether, Demeter, uh, and Poseidon first before taking on Hephaestus. Aloy asks about the signal that originally triggered Hades from Horizon Zero Dawn. Gaia figures that the signals came from the Sirius planetary system, figuring that the descendants of the Far Zenith must have sent the signal. This is coming from information that Aloy got from Hades and going back to Aloy finding the Far Zenith um, base at the start of the game. Basically, Far Zenith was like planning to send humans off into space to recolonize another planet. However, according to Aloy's research, this ship had um, exploded on the way out to the planet Um, but according to Gaia, it seems like maybe they have made it and they were the ones who sent the signal to have Hades start to purge earth. With all of this knowledge, Aloy is ready to set off to collect the other subordinate functions. Uh, She does talk with Zoe and Varl before she leaves. Zoe says that she wants to stay in the base to learn more and study with Gaia. Aloy did give Zoe, um a focus, by the way. She gives all of her friends focuses at this point. She gave one to Varl. She gave one to Zoe.
1: She gives uh, Varl a bag of them. A to, bag of focuses, yeah. <laughs> to give to Aaron and their And back, anyone else she their meets backups. along the way. <laughs>
0: yeah, all the backups. In case Aloy decides to s- destroy another one. <laughs> Varl says that he's gonna head back to pick up Aaron and bring him into the base. And a- Aloy just sets off for Ether. That is at the Tanakh Capital. She is greeted by Hakaro, who is withholding access to the facility because he he had gotten word about her victory with the rebel group,
1: regardless R- champion,
0: reg- yeah, regardless champion, the champion killer. Um, <laughs> so she's she's denied entry to the facility on the basis that she helps Hakaro convince the sky clan to join the cool route now this cool route is a machine fighting event where the champions are awarded status of marshal to uphold the chief's laws within the tonax people and basically hakaru is has a goal set in mind to unite all of the individual Tanakh tribes um the sky clan the desert Dwellers and I don't, I don't know. You don't all even of know. I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> that's a no? <laughs> all right, then. The Sky Clan is the only one I know of because that's where Aloy is heading off to. <laughs> Katalo was offered up to Aloy as aid to go to the Sky Clan. Um, Katalo was actually at the embassy with Aloy and he had lost his arm during the Regala attack back in Barren Light. He is the only surviving marshal to the chief, and he's also native to the Sky Clan, which is why he's going with Aloy to convince the Sky Clan to join this Cool Route. Um, they do successfully convince the Sky Clan to be included, and when they return back, Aloy is then tasked with defending the Cool Route from any rebel attacks. And of course, the rebel attacks. Of course! Of course, they do. With the Kuru cool over and the chief's the chief is safe, uh, she is allowed to enter the facility underneath the like the chief's throne, <laughs> and she's able to acquire ether, taking it back to Gaia. Gaia then informs Aloy while sh- while she's back at base uh, that there's a distress signal that she was received, believing that this is possibly another subordinate function. Aloy and her friends investigate the source of the signal. While looking for the signal, they find a Zenith woman who is being attacked by some rebel soldiers and the rebels destroy her shield with some like unique weapon and then end up killing her. However, the machine backfires and kills all of the others, leaving the battlefield empty essentially for Aloy to go and investigate. Um, she checks the weapon. However, the weapon is too hot to really look at. So she skips it for now And she enters the facility that turns out to be some sort of, like, cryogenic facility. Um, They find clues that Beta left hidden around the facility and help find Beta, who is hiding within the facility. Basically, Beta fled the Zenith people and was hiding within this facility, leaving a signal for Aloy, well, for Gaia to be able to find and hoping that Aloy and her group would be able to help beta because obviously beta is under some sort of control from the Zenith people. They exit the facility and they collect an unknown orb from the weapon that had backfired that the uh, rebel people had um, hoping that maybe Gaia would know what it is. They also learn a little bit about exactly who the group was that was fighting there. So it was Tanakh's Rebels, but it was also this group called the Sons of Poseidon. Or no, no the Sons of Prometheus, <laughs> who are working with the Rebels. Clearly two different groups, but not really knowing how the two coexist or or what their ranking is. But it seems like the weapon was produced by the Sons of Prometheus. Um, Beta joins the group and heads back to the base, where Aloy asks her a bunch of questions about who she is and who the zeniths are. Beta, she tells Aloy that she was created primarily to open the facilities back on Earth with Sobek's DNA. Because the Zeniths don't tell her anything, so she just concluded that the the Zenith people were going to be destroying Earth by collecting Gaia and all of the functions to try and create a, her their own world. To reset for, yeah. the, for themselves. For themselves, right. She does reveal, though, that the Zeniths are not descendants of the original Zeniths, but they are, in fact, the original humans that set off for the Sirius system a thousand, a thousand years ago. They are genetically modified humans to be able to th- to live forever. Beta was really upset that Gaia didn't have control of more functions, specifically Hephaestus. Uh, and she claims that it was a huge mistake to join Aloy because now she fears that she's going to be severely punished for... Um, fleeing the Zeniths and inevitably going to be caught again. So she's really upset that she made this decision to join Aloy. In fact, Aloy gets pretty annoyed with her negative attitude and decides to just leave and go collect the other two functions. She recovers Poseidon in the ruins of Las Vegas by helping a group of showmen uh, salvage the ruins. And then she heads to the coast where she's looking for Demeter. While looking for Demeter... She finds a group of aggressive people that she doesn't really she doesn't know, know who, who they, they are. are. Um, after killing them, she finds one lone girl, Alva, who tells Aloy about herself. She is part of a tribe called the Quen, and she comes from across the ocean, so somewhere off the Pacific coast. Her job is to use the focus to collect information in order to find a way to cure the blight and the raging storms in her homeland. Aloy does help Alva collect data in the facility that they're in. It's called the greenhouse. Aloy is able to convince Alva that by collecting Demeter, Aloy will be able to... Heal the problems that are going on. In Alva's homeland. However Alva still has to collect some data. To be able to take back to her camp. So Aloy. Walks through the whole facility. Trying to help Alva collect more data. To take back with her. After collecting Demeter. Aloy and Alva are confronted. By more Quinn soldiers. And Alva is able to disarm them. By telling them that Aloy. Is a living old one. And tells Aloy to just leave so that's kind of weird she does go into some detail about how she is a focus wielding person so like she knows of the data that is in these facilities and also know a lot about um, well she doesn't specifically know but her people know a lot about uh, Project Zero Dawn and what happened to the old ones and a lot of the key players that we found in Horizon Zero Dawn, such as Elizabeth Sobeck and Ted Farrow and a lot of that team of people. Aloy returns Demeter to Gaia and Gaia is now ready to collect Hephaestus. Oh, by the way, she also has Poseidon with her, so she just well, merges. I
1: mean, well, I mean, you have to take Poseidon back first. That's you true. can only carry, yeah, one, can at only carry one at a time. <laughs> but yes, yeah, she got Poseidon, took Poseidon back then.
0: Now she has Demeter and she's merging yes. Demeter with Gaia. So now Gaia is ready to collect Hephaestus. However, Gaia realizes that Hephaestus has rewritten the alpha override that Aloy has been using and instructs Aloy to try and find the Omega override that Ted Farrow used to purge all of the Apollo data. Ted Farrell's last known location was in San Francisco, so Aloy decides to look for Ted's bunker by hunting down the Quinns' camp again, uh, by finding Alva. Essentially, asking for their help. Luckily, they do know the location of Thebes, which is the bunker, and the camp leader, CEO or CEO, <laughs> allows Aloy to enter the bunker only if she's able to kill the Apex Thunderjaw that is roaming around nearby. Of course, Aloy destroys the Thunderjaw, and Co allows Aloy and Alva to go see the door to Thebes, which is not accepting Aloy's DNA due to it being a pharaoh location. Like, Ted obviously doesn't want Elizabeth Sobek to be able to enter the facility, so Aloy has to find another way in, and she does through this, like, um... It's like a lava collector that is giving the facility power, but she kind of sneaks in a flooded area in that spot. But she is able to get inside and opens the door from the inside. Uh, However, she's forced to wear Elizabeth's clothing while in the facility, which is weird. And uh, (laughs) CEO also wears Ted Farrow's clothing, which is also weird.
1: Um, Well, they think that Ted Farrow is like their god
0: (laughs) right well and ceo specifically thinks he is ted farrow yeah
1: and he He is the essence of ted farrow yes
0: yes ceo is like he has a a real name he he is the ceo right like that's his rank title but he has a name too i just don't know what it is he slowly gets crazier and crazier as you get deeper into the facility showing that he really truly believes that he is ted farrow and as you're walking through the facility, you start learning about the horrific nature that, that happened within the bunker. Specifically, the stuff that Ted Farrow had done while in the bunker. Basically, he installed every person within the bunker. All um, his ladies. All, yeah, all his ladies and one scientist. <laughs> uh, installed a kill switch within them that he has access to at any given time. Basically, he can flip a switch and kill anybody he wants. And Ted's working with a genetic scientist to try and cure aging and help Ted live forever, really just to welcome the Zero Dawn humans when they emerge. But the scientist finds out about all of the craziness that Ted is.
1: I think it's the daughter. The daughter the daughter finds out about the kill switch. The scientist, I think, already knew Probably he's
0: probably the one of the and then the
1: daughter convinces her dad to commit suicide. Yeah, together so that they don't have to be around Ted anymore. <laughs> right, right. Well, because I mean, at that point, I think they're the only ones left.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because Ted had probably killed most of them. Yeah, with the scientists dead, Ted decides that he's going to take the gene therapy into his own hands. He does become immortal. But at a terrible consequence, his body starts to mutate. He lives forever. He's still in the facility, but he's like a monster now.
1: That's what we... We imagine we, we
0: assume, yeah, I mean, he makes a terrible noise, and he's stomping around. We assume he's probably something like out of Resident Evil or so, like a zombie because we don't see him. we don't actually see him, yeah, that's like the most upsetting part of this whole game. <laughs> we don't get to see Ted and we we don't fight Ted. basically, c o is so like horrified by Ted that he just um instantly commands its execution. However, Ted has, like, one thing left up his sleeve, where if he dies, then the facility starts to melt down using that um, that power system that's pulling lava from under the Earth. And now with Ted dead, the facility does, in fact, begin a meltdown process. CO immediately starts to leave, commanding Alva and Aloy to be killed by his, like group of soldiers that entered the the facility with him. Aloy does take out the soldiers and flees out of the facility with right behind Ted, or not Ted, right (laughs) behind Sio. Sio then gets crushed by a statue of Ted.
1: (laughs) He gets smashed by Ted's head. Yes.
0: (laughs) But Aloy and Alva escape. Uh, They return to camp where Alva is told by her superior, I don't know what their name was, to aid Aloy in in her mission, and Alva heads back to base and is now one of Aloy's party members. <laughs> <laughs> Aloy was able to find the mass or the the Omega override in the facility, so thankfully she, ta- she I know she takes that back <laughs> with her to the base, and she is ready to begin preparations with the Festus. However. Beta has locked herself in her room and refuses to help the operations. (laughs) Aloy tries to convince her to join back in, but Beta is just afraid of being captured again, ultimately. Aloy is really just confused that she's not stronger like Aloy is, like Elizabeth is but aloy starts to understand that it's not the dna that makes the person it's their upbringing and realizes that rost is really the the power behind aloy and something that beta is neglected that father figure that parental figure really in in general um this seems to soothe um, Beta a little bit. Beta decides to go with Aloy under one promise. If she ends up back with the Zenas, if the Zenas catch her,
1: she Aloy implies, is to end. Yeah, she, does. she implies that she, she does not want to go back with them. Right. That, they, that she has to do anything to ensure that she does not go back with them.
0: Basically saying, if I get captured, kill me. She doesn't directly say that, but <laughs> yes. yeah. Now, in order to collect Hephaestus... Basically, Hephaestus has to be isolated in order for Gaia to be able to merge. And Gaia has to be as close as possible to he- Hephaestus. So they go to...
1: um, They go to the Gemini Cauldron. Because ahead. specifically, the Gemini Cauldron, something happened while they were building this cauldron that gave it to control things. Like control...
0: Right. Allowing um, allowing Gaia to be in one control center and Hephaestus, Hephaestus to be in the warm. other one. And this is absolutely essential, I guess, because if they were any further apart, Gaia wouldn't be able to do the override.
1: It's time. It's a time thing.
0: Remember if she said something about... It was going to take, oh yeah, it was going to take like thirty thirty eight 38 days or something like that <laughs> to be able to do the override. Where if, where if they're nearby, it was only going to take like four hours. Um, In any case, uh, Aloy takes Gaia to the Gemini Cauldron and is able to trap Hephaestus. Aloy and Beta help Gaia perform the merge. And when the merge is finished, the Xenists walk in. Well, glide in. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they float in from the ceiling. Uh, Gerard, Tilda, and Eric show up. Aloy is shot down by Gerard. And Varl steps in to try and protect Beta. However, um, Varl is killed by Eric. I know it was sad. Uh, Beta is captured and Aloy regains consciousness as Beta is being hauled away. Aloy tries to point her arrow at Beta, but is unable to really pull the trigger. And Beta gets caught. So at this point, the Zeniths have both Beta and Gaia. And all of Gaia's subordinate functions that Aloy had just got done collecting along with Hephaestus. So like the Zeniths have almost all of Gaia.
1: I think they have the other functions. Yeah.
0: Cause they, right. Beta, Beta told yeah. Aloy earlier that they had collected the other yeah. sub functions too. Um, however, Tilda shows up out of nowhere and a huge flashlight blinds everyone in the area and Aloy wakes up at some old structure <laughs> over the focus network. Aloy is instructed to find her equipment and head to talk to Tilda. Aloy walks through this hall of artwork where she meets with Tilda out on the balcony and they have a chat learning about Tilda's relationship with, with Elizabeth and her wishes to stop the Zenith threat. Tilda has been with these people for a thousand years and she tells Aloy that the the Far Zenith colony originally had to flee their location in the Sirius system because of
1: a catastrophic
0: event. Yes. Not really going to a whole lot of detail there, but like essentially they fled to Earth to try to, you know, make it anew. Tilda being in some relationship with Elizabeth led her to see that in Aloy. And when she met Aloy back in the the Hades Proving Lab, she picked up Aloy's destroyed focus and was able to browse all of Aloy's past. (laughs) Basically everything in Horizon Zero Dawn and everything that happened so far in the events of this game. This leads Tilda to tell Aloy that she wants to join forces And take down the Zeniths and help Aloy build, you know, build on the colony. Build on with the technology that the Zeniths have, basically, which is Apollo. She had found out that the Zeniths have Apollo and are able to merge that with Gaia to basically make everyone better. It really sounds like a a deal that's too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And it's just, she learns of Silence's plan to use the Regala's army to take out the Zenus. Tilda was able to hack into Silence's Focus Network. Not Silence's Focus directly, but all of his Sons of Prometheus group, which Tilda's able to divulge that information with, with Aloy. Silence has been working under the ruse of Sons of Prometheus and has been working directly with Regala. To help build Regala's army.
1: For him to ultimately get in and take control of the Odyssey and Apollo. Because that's all he cares about, is the knowledge. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: Tilda wants Silence to just go forward with this plan. Because in the end, she really believes that Silence will eventually figure out how to disarm the Zeniths. And take out all of the Zeniths. But Aloy sees that that would come with a lot of casualties, so she's very reserved from using this plan, and instead decides that she's going to take on Regala and take Regala out, forcing Silence to join Aloy in an effort to take on the Zenith facility from a back entrance that Tilda has access to. So Aloy takes over a Sunwing, where she's able to override a Tall Neck that charges a bunch of Horus power cells in the area. And she picks up a power cell and flies it to Regala's rebel camp. Or no, Regala's
1: actually The Rebels are on the way to attack the grove, Hakaro's. Hakaro's
0: yeah, capital. Yeah. Aloy flies one of these power cells to the rebels who are fighting outside of the capital and drop this bomb on them, wiping out all of their machines. And Aloy is able to go right to the front door of Regala and Hikaru, who they are just about to fight. And Aloy Aloy challenges Regala directly.
1: Yep. You defeat Regala and choose her fate.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. So you you can pick to leave Regala alive, forcing her to help with the Zenith efforts. Or you can just kill her for all of the atrocities that she's had so far. I personally decided to kill her because I felt like her actions would just repeat. I didn't know the outcome of the game. Sure. So, like, in my mind, I'm like, no, this is the best option. Hikaru already gave her an option to... A free to- pass.
1: Right. And look what happened. Exactly. And it's like, I felt the no, same way. No. Like, no, no. Katalo does the deed, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah. For... <laughs> for losing his arm in battle, <laughs> so with Regala gone...
1: or if or, you if yeah. you decide to let her continue, she joins your effort to take on the Zenith. take on the Xenos.
0: Does she go to the? Oh, I guess you wouldn't know, do you? You you didn't do the Regala
1: I staying I, alive side. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. I'm in the process of playing again. Sure, of and course I, you
0: are, I, <laughs> <laughs> and you're choosing the alternate route. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess that's to be de- determined. We don't know. The way we played, Regala died. So I, it's, a, it's irrelevant for our personal story. But if you played it, know, it, it might be I a little bit different. I looked it up. I know. Sure. <laughs> so with Regala out of the way, uh, or Regala's army out of, out of commission. Yeah, there you go. Silence is forced to talk to Aloy. And Aloy is like, no, no, no. If you're going to talk to me, it's going to be in person and it's going to be on my terms and you're going to go to my base. So Aloy meets up with Silence back at the headquarters. Tilda is summoned to the base as well. So you kind of have everyone in the room. Tilda and Silence don't get along
1: at all. Well, I mean, they don't trust each other. That's true.
0: I mean, really, Silence has technology to disarm Tilda at any minute. And Tilda's very curious of what the heck Silence has up his sleeve. So, they just... At this point, they all have one common interest of taking out the Zeniths. So, um, they all, as a group, they all meet in an area by the Zenith base and Tilda helps them gain access to the base through a secret underground passage. The team breaks up into groups where Aloy and Aaron, they travel on foot across the island to fight specters along the way. Alva and Katalo, they go off to find data in the facility to try to gather more information on Tilda specifically, but the Zeniths in general. Um, And Zoe... Is kind of left as a
1: Zoe and Silence. Silence. They're taking the high ground to help fight as you're going through the facility, like grounds. While you're fighting
0: and you're making your way to the base, Beta injects Hephaestus into the printer, the the big base 3D printer that's making Spectres, and she's able to kind of override this printer with Hephaestus to create her own machines to fight the specters, essentially turning the whole field into a big like war zone of machines. The fight continues on with the specters and the machines and the Zeniths appear allowing silence to deploy his weapon, breaking their shields. Many of the Zeniths are overcome by the machines during this time, during their moment of vulnerability and Eric and uh, Gerard they they end up retreating. Aloy chases after them trying to head deeper into the facility trying to rescue Beta in general and is approached by Eric where she ultimately has to fight Eric. You know, he's all weird about it and
1: he's just an icky guy. Yeah, he
0: really is.
1: But of course, we defeat... We defeat Eric. Zoe. Zoe does
0: the final blow, and I think she says the same line to him that he said to Varl when he killed Varl. I don't remember what the line was, but he, she said, like,
1: are we having fun now or something like that? <laughs> now we're having fun. Now we're having... Or, or, yeah, something like that. Also, he doesn't bleed. Yeah, he, like, He's, leaks. he's got, like, <laughs> white liquid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it caused us to really inspect all of the Zeniths, and they kind of look like their their bodies are translucent in some way and like glittery, like they're made of stretch Armstrong material. <laughs> it's weird. So anyway, Aloy makes her way to the top tower, wherever the top of the tower. There's like one, There's like a main tower. Kept. Yeah, she is able to free Beta and quickly tries to figure out what exactly is going on.
1: Well, along the way. Elva says that she's found something referring to nemesis. So when Aloy gets to beta. She has beta look has, up any information yeah, on nemesis. Yep. Right. And that's where they learn of what nemesis is.
0: Yeah. So behind the scenes of all of the Zenith stuff, it turns out that there is a big mass of consciousness that is taking over everything and is pursuing the Zenith. From the information that Beta picked up, it looked like the Zeniths were not planning on sticking around. They were there to simply restock, collect Gaia, Gaia. and leave. And leave. So it leads Aloy to question what happened and what is going on. And that's when Tilda shows up. Tilda shows up and kills Gerard, like, on site. (laughs) And Tilda talks to Aloy about exactly what is going on. During their years in the Sirius system, their thousand years that they lived there, the some hundred Zenith people that they had. They Um, wanted
1: something more than physical immortality.
0: The digital immortality wasn't even enough either. It was like they wanted to transcend past the immortality that they currently had. So they were testing with this concept of immortality on a digital platform that also was able to transcend bio and digital matter in some way essentially turning all of their consciousness into a mass and this mass turned out to be a failure and grew out of control so they concealed it
1: they didn't destroy
0: it they didn't destroy it cuz they, it they, they just wanted locked to study it, o- it they
1: locked it away and in, it
0: the, in the time that it was locked away, it grew sentience of its own, it grew consciousness of its own, and grew a strong, strong hatred for the people that locked them in. Now, this being this consciousness is a collective of all of the Zenith consciousness, which includes Apollo. So that means this thing has all of the knowledge of Earth, has all of the knowledge of the pre-existing people, has all of the knowledge of the Zero Dawn Project and Elizabeth Sobeck, and essentially was the one that sent the signal that activated Hades originally. This consciousness escaped its confinement and somehow destroyed the Zenith base Allowing only a few of them to flee, which is the few that is on this base, including Tilda and Gerard and Eric and a handful of others. However, it's now pursuing them. So their goal was to just show up, collect Gaia, and leave. However, Tilda's very fed up with everyone on that that she's been with for these past thousand years, and. When she found Aloy, she saw that she saw Elizabeth and Aloy, and she really wants Aloy to go be immortal with Tilda to find a random planet in a random solar system to try to avoid Nemesis finding them. And she offers this, she wants Aloy to go with her. She
1: doesn't offer it though. Mm. She kind of she kind of <laughs> wants to force Aloy. Yeah.
0: Aloy isn't having any of this. She doesn't want to let the world to just be destroyed by Nemesis and she has no interest in fleeing. Tilda is fully given the the ability to just leave, but because she forces Aloy into this, Aloy fights back. And with Aloy fighting back, Tilda um, goes into like a a pod, and this pod is then picked up by a special uh, apex specter. <laughs> what what's it's it called?
1: Specter Prime. Specter Prime. Like Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime.
0: <laughs> so Tilda is now controlling the Specter Prime, and Aloy has to fight it off and destroys the Specter. Presumably killing Tilda though they don't show her fully dead we so we don't, don't know.
1: We don't think so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't think that she's actually dead. She's
1: you she's in her pod. You see her hand. She's defeated. That's <laughs> we walk past her pod and, and
0: Aloy's just like, "What a shame," and then just leaves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the game kind of like forces the assumption on you that Tilda died, but we know better. Like, until you see the spear going into Tilda, she's not dead. In fact, we find, um, what's his name that we killed in Zero Dawn? Um, your guy. Your guy. You know what I'm talking about? Nil. Nil, yeah, yeah. We find Nil. We'll talk about that later. Who we killed, and he's back. So obviously even killing characters in this, in this game doesn't mean that they're dead. So yeah, who knows? With Tilda out of the way and the Zenus officially defeated, um, Silence reveals that he already knew about Nemesis this whole time from Hades and plans to escape Earth uh, through the Odyssey and collecting Apollo and urges Aloy to join him as well. However, he's a little more uh, willing to accept her...
1: whatever whatever she she wants to do yeah
0: a more gracious approach to Mm -hmm. offering um aloy does refuse and joins her friends but silence changes his mind and decides to stay with the group he does go to i think he does go to the odyssey and collects apollo though for aloy After all of this, you see little bits and pieces of the group setting off to try to collect support for this oncoming nemesis threat. Essentially gathering, spreading the word of the approaching thing and trying to gain support for this problem. Aloy and Beta remain in the base to um, reactivate Gaia. And formulate a plan to recapture Hephaestus. However, that's kind of where they left it. They don't give you... Like, the Zeniths are cleared. We're done with Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs>
1: like, there's still a lot out there. I mean, so obviously, we have, obviously, they've left it again. Right. Like, there's going to be another game or something. Right. So, um...
0: Welcome back. If you decided <laughs> to skip the story, uh, it's, I, I don't even know how long it's been, uh, an hour at least. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna talk a little more about our thoughts of the story and some of our predictions of where the, well, not necessarily our predictions, but kind of where they're heading with the future game, basically leaving the story off with, um, Hephaestus is still out in the wild is back out in the wild back back out in the wild and they they couldn't for the game series to continue (laughs) they can't capture Hephaestus because that defeats the purpose of the entire game. Because the whole fun of this game is the machines. Without the machines, you don't have.
1: And if Hephaestus a Horizon series, if Hephaestus is under control, you're not going to have the aggressive. Machines. You're not going to have aggressive machines right. to fight. I mean, you could still fight machines, but like they're not going to fight back.
0: Yeah, because they have <laughs> they're under Gaia's command, and Gaia's under your command. So like, they they shouldn't be aggressive at all. In theory, obviously. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, Hephaestus is still out there so that's a plot point that needs to be addressed. And of course Nemesis, Nemesis is, is on its the way. way. Yep. And that's that's a plot point that needs to be addressed. Um who knows what actually happened to Tilda? It, you can't go back to the base after the end of the game. So it's not like you can go and explore or do anything there. So it's like who knows what they did with Tilda if they just left her little pod body sitting on the floor there while they finished doing their stuff, collecting data, whatever. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. So did you enjoy the story, Lurie?
1: I mean, yeah, I did.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> did you enjoy the story? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, My first, my first thought is it's not as good as horizon zero dawn.
1: Correct. That's my thought too. And, also that it, I don't particularly love where they went with it. Yeah. But like I don't mind. Like, I like the story. It's fine. It's just not I guess it's not what I expected.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I was kinda of hoping for more aha moments. Like there was the one big one at the beginning with the silence staff and I'm I like, I know, that
1: was like oh, amazing. What the heck? <laughs> <I know. laughs> Why
0: didn't I think of this? Like But, like, after that, there wasn't any moments of, like, OMG, what is going on? It was more of just a, oh, all right. (laughs) Like, like...
1: Like when you find out that the the Zeniths actually made it and it wasn't destroyed.
0: Yeah, and that the Zeniths are the original old ones. Like, they lived on Earth back with Elizabeth's time. That's weird. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, I'm. It it, it was weird, but like there was no moment of, oh my gosh, where are they? Where are they going with this? I guess
1: just. I guess I just don't find that very exciting.
0: (laughs) I think it's just that the way that they introduced the world in Horizon Zero Dawn was so exciting, and learning what happened to the to our essentially our generation of people, our generation of people to learn what happened to them and how they use this. This fantastic technology to preserve life on Earth, and then learn what happened to that plan to the project Zero Dawn. Like, all of that was so intriguing and amazing that when they started to head towards this, like, yeah, there's still information to uncover, but like the ultimate world, the world history isn't there
1: to unfold. I feel like. Zero, the mystery was gone for me. I feel like it's <laughs> gonna be a lot of comparison to Zero Dawn right, versus yeah. Forbidden West. I feel like Zero Dawn was so much more relevant to us, where now with the technology that the Zenists have, it feels very, very more um futuristic. Futuristic, yeah. yeah. Much, much more futuristic
0: than well, what. And- if you think about it on a concept level, it makes sense, right? Like sure. The Zeniths had a thousand, a thousand years, years to develop technology on top of advanced technology that but, they already had.
1: But they still had to do that fairly quickly, right? I mean, I guess you were saying, too, though, that they have the cryogenics information. Like, they have that technology, so... I mean, who's to say that the leaders didn't get put in pods for so many years until they perfected... Until the,
0: the scientists, generation after generation after perfected generation... Perfected the immortality. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's it, it's, it's hard all, to tell. It's all speculation. It, it, it truly is. Yeah, it truly. It really has nothing to do with what came out of the story. But um, that's... It,
1: the story makes you think about these right. things. yeah, like, exactly. Like, what more is there?
0: Yep. So, um... I did like the continuation of the story. They did build on Horizon Zero Dawn really well, and they moved the story in a cohesive direction. So it really did. The two the two games' storylines fit together really, really well. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just that I wasn't quite as invested in the story in this game as I was in Zero Dawn. That said, I still gave it a 9 out of 10 for my score.
1: I gave it an 8. An 8? Okay. Yeah. I mean, for mo- me, it was mostly that I didn't like the context. Like, I, yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's hard to say that I didn't like it because I did like it. I just, you didn't like it that much.
0: <laughs> you didn't like it ten. It's not.
1: It's not what I preferred. It's not what I was expecting the story to do. Sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's. It, it kind of goes
0: back to the difficulty of continuing the story but making it new like i i feel like the only way they could have done that is if they were to introduce an entirely different like like to start off without aloy in the uk and what happened to the scientists in the uk like how did they deal with you know that that kind of idea not necessarily in the uk but that's like japan like you know like (laughs) it could have been anywhere yeah but like how did, how did people from different parts of the world deal with this oncoming Pharaoh plague threat? Like, obviously, (laughs) obviously the Quen came from somewhere and like, we, we have no idea where they came from necessarily, but like, we know that they came from overseas. So there was either a different way of,
1: they have a lot of, they have a lot of, um, they have a lot of words that they use implying that they're, from the Asia region.
0: Yeah. It it just... It, it implies that there was either another cradle facility across the ocean. I
1: think there... I think in Zero Dawn you do find... You do... They, they talk find about out one. That there is one in China. Okay. So it's like, you know...
0: There's that, but like... Obviously, if... If Elizabeth had the technology to be able to build this terraforming system... And a way to preserve life it would make sense that other regions of the world would also have this ability to figure it out as well. I like, mean, I
1: think that it's all part of the same, though. Like, yeah,
0: I know that it was a world
1: effort. A, it, yeah, it was a worldwide effort. Yeah. Hmm. Um, um. Let's talk about the trailer versus the game.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> because um, in the trailer, you you kind of get the sense that the world is being ta- taken over by the blight and the raging storms and
0: that makes it seem like a focal point of
1: the game yeah it really did and like i feel like that's kind of a back burner in this game <laughs> like yeah the game you know there's
0: that, that's there that's in
1: the game but it's not as urgent of a problem
0: <laughs> it's it is, but it's not like like those. It doesn't feel urgent, though. You're right. Those are symptoms of the world decomposing, and that is Aloy's trigger to go out and find Gaia. However, Gaia's focus or Aloy's focus is on Gaia so heavily that the blight and the storms is just like a inconvenience.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, because like the blight, like it's not all over the world. No, and it's, it's not overly harmful. It's made majorly in in playing song in their fields. And yeah, it doesn't hurt you that much. Like maybe if like walking through it really like deteriorated yeah. your health and like really caused, caused... for like a
0: while. <laughs> or like you're running around half and, the time like uh,
1: <laughs> And even like um the storms. Like you see the cloud like circling in the sky and a little bit of lightning, but that's it. It doesn't affect you. Any. It doesn't affect you. Yeah. Like There's a little bit of a sandstorm, like, tornado thing in the desert, but, like, you could walk into that and that doesn't hurt you.
0: It can help you fly, (laughs) in fact. It's
1: like, you know, there could have been so much more to that, too, like, have... Lightning
0: strike you, or...
1: You know, more tornadoes or really, really windy conditions that knock Aloy over or something. Or, Or
0: have that be a plot point, like, I can't enter this city because there's a raging storm. You know, I have to find... Demeter to be able to calm this storm in this area of the world to rescue these people or whatever. You know, like, there's there's way that they could have built that into the story to make it a little more interesting. Like,
1: it, it's there, it's just not at the forefront. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Where the the trailer made it seem like that was going to be the focal point. Yeah. But I think it was just their way of, like, Showing that there's a lot of story to be involved here, but they didn't want to give away too much of the story, yeah. so they were like, "Ah, oh, the blight. Ah, oh, that's amazing." <laughs> um, Aloy was really mean to Beta. <laughs> this, I know that this doesn't bother you as much as it bothers me. I think Beta was a baby. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, but like, Aloy was like overly mean to Beta when Beta was just like she.
1: She, I know, she's, she's not socialized a, at yeah, all. Yeah, she's not socialized, and she's, she's terrified of the Xenus. Like, I get it. She's terrified of the Xenus. Aloy
0: and all of her friends are foreign to her from literally another planet. And,
1: like, you know... It is also very weird that Aloy is very accepting to just yeah. bring Beta into the base and just accept her as, you know part of the crew. In fact,
0: I was too when this first happened, my brain instantly was like, this is a trap. <laughs> like Beta Beta is a is a, you know, a beacon or uh, there's an implant in her like <laughs> they're tracking
1: how, they're I, tracking her like no, why I, wouldn't they put a tracking device in her
0: Right. it's the zenith the like they they have this technology we have this technology today <laughs> I know. like why can't they do that <laughs> but no like it wasn't it wasn't a plot point at all and it wasn't a concern to aloy so she just like dismisses it and the whole time i'm like but like it how do you how do you just accept this um
1: was the the neural
0: yeah, implant I think thing? That that maybe was that the was tracking it. Device. And she yeah. took
1: that out in the cryogenic facility, which
0: caused her to have issues afterwards, or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Aloy is like really, really mean to her. She is like overly beta is overly negative about pretty much everything. But like they're very,
1: they're very. Both of them are very.
0: They're
1: both of them are very strong in the beginning in their like personalities.
0: Yeah, yeah they are. But you
1: know, they, they as
0: as the game progresses, they they become like sisters, real real sisters and they, you know, they help each other with the beta um or not beta. The the Gaia Hephaestus merger, they are like performing
1: their ballet. Ballet. <laughs> <laughs> and like Beta
0: gives Aloy the the override for the Sunbird and it's like this, you know, it's this moment and it's it's nice. So like in the end they really are, you know, sisters, but it yeah. At the beginning, Aloy was real mean to her. <laughs> I felt real bad for Beta.
1: Um uh, I um Little Things. If you yeah. wanna go on to Little Things yeah, now. Go for it. Um I liked that they had a um faction of the eclipse still. Oh yeah, like that's true. the rogue. The yep. rogue, you know band of eclipse people and like it makes of course sense. Sense. yeah yeah there would be like a little underground cells yeah that, yep um i liked that i wish that there would have been uh, a little bit more of a fight with that like bring back one death bringer for <laughs> yeah, me to fight <laughs> you
0: said that today and i'm like hey why didn't they like, like you do have to fight two of the um corruptors in the pharaoh in the facility. pharaoh facility yeah. but like yeah the corruptors y- and the um the death bringers were such a big deal in the original game and like they don't have those at all granted the 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 uh spire is reactivated so like in theory it would have shut down all of those machines but like Who's to say they couldn't use the technology that Hades already gave them to reanimate them?
1: I yeah. don't know. I think that that would have been fun.
0: Agreed. Um, I love how Alva is so excited. <laughs> she is. She's so cute. When she makes it to the facility, she's just like. A kid in a candy shop. She's just... Her eyes are bright and she's like scrolling
1: through the data. so excited to learn everything. Well, and,
0: and for her story, too, it makes sense because she's given bits and pieces of data and she's sent off into the world to collect more. However, she's restricted in so many areas of information. And this restriction is practically completely removed when she joins Aloy's team
1: because their focus is uh the the Quinn's focuses are like a lower model
0: yeah (laughs) so so she she physically can't even read half of the data that she comes across anyway um but yeah I I thought that Alva was just super cute when she made it into the facility and and really like a a lot about her was cute like her she she has a very different look to her, not just like her outfit, which is very, it's completely different than any of the outfits, it's very white and jade and different, but also like she has a different like facial feature too, that the other, the Tanakh people definitely don't have. And Aloy, it's, it's Aloy is different because she's a clone, but I don't know. I thought that it was interesting. Yeah. What'd you think about the side quests? not any one side quest in general <laughs> just like all of them
1: <laughs> i think um there's the side quests in this game were a lot more in depth than the first game i mean the characters were had so much more story to them in the side quests
0: yeah i i enjoyed how Every side quest had its own mini story. Zero Dawn did this too, but it was, it wasn't quite as personable as I think this game was. Like this game really you,
1: they dealt really, with so
0: many different characters and
1: personalities yeah, and yeah. health issues, and there was a lot of diversity in the mental state of people. Sure,
0: just like there is in real life. Right, right. Where in Zero Dawn it was more of a. Hey, I this need person's help doing missing. This. Let's yeah. go find him. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I liked, um, I, though the guy with dementia made me cry a little. Yeah. It was really sad.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it really is sad. I mean, but again, it goes back to people, people in Aloy's world has, would have similar issues that we have now. They would be suffering from similar, similar illnesses.
1: I really liked the, um, the the three guys I, I don't know their names. The three guys in Vegas? in Vegas. I really liked the guy, the storyteller guy.
0: Yeah, he was really cool. I loved his he he took that storytelling persona to the next level. <laughs> yeah. Like Aloy was approaching and he's like the flame haired girl approaches with a mystical <laughs> with look a, in her eye. His big deep voice. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> um I liked Catalo. yeah i really did like their banter
0: yeah Catalo had a very interesting personality you know he was very war driven but like
1: he kind of has a soft side yeah yeah
0: yeah well and his intrigue with the history of the old ones is really fun to it's fun to see that it's fun to watch him explore that because like he, he's studying the old ones, war methods and, you know, obviously the, um, what was the last stand? The, um, enduring enduring victory. victory. Yeah. And how, how all of the humans were fighting with everything they had, even though most of the people knew that they were dying anyway. And what information Aloy had collected that he is looking into shows you know this in- inevitability but like his his exploration into this history he he gets he gets excited about not not to like all of his level of excitement <laughs> but like you know just to be able to appreciate that that endurance yeah. i suppose um Aloy and eric
1: Aloy and Eric.
0: Aloy and Eric.
1: <laughs> you said Eric. I'm like, what? Who?
0: It, yeah.
1: Eric is such a weird name. <laughs> it's for because this, it's just a normal this, name. I know. It's <laughs> such a weird name for this game.
0: Aloy, Alva, Zoe. I mean, even
1: like Tilda. And, yeah, yeah. Like, Eric. Gerard. <laughs>
0: um, Eric being this, like, gross death killing or death and enjoying
1: pain his his bio in the in the in the game says that he has uh, a very strong military background or something
0: yeah he
1: he definitely he he enjoys torturing people
0: (laughs) and they made it clear that he was torturing people in a vr environment while he was um while they were stationed in Sirius. However, it grew less and less satisfying to the point that now that he's in this on back on Earth, he's able world. to really snap necks. Yeah. And he enjoys it too much. And it's gross. I, I understand where they're going with it. However, when he gets Aloy, Aloy, like, turns into mush. She's just <laughs> like, oh, I can't do anything. Like, it's just... It's it's sad because Aloy's such a strong person in general. Like, male, female, it doesn't matter. She is a strong person. And to have Eric turn her into this, like, mushy sack of potatoes, it's just, it's really sad. It's really weird. It's really weird. It's, it's not Aloy's personality at all. And, like, the first time it happens, it's like, okay, maybe, because, like, Eric is overpowering her, she is surprised by his shield, she's surprised by his presence at all, but, like, it's Aloy. Like, don't <laughs> have her just, like, ugh, like, I'm helpless now, I guess. Like,
1: I can get kicked by a behemoth and, and stand yeah. up two seconds later, but... You know, Eric. She
0: can she can take she can take a freaking buck to the face <laughs> from a behemoth, and then like a claw strider shoots her in the face with a freaking fire bullet, and then she just stands up and runs away. But if Eric touches her neck, she turns into a sack of potatoes. I I don't <laughs> I don't get that. I don't believe that.
1: <laughs> like again, like it's I said, part, the- it's all part of the story.
0: I know it is, but like. It's so uncharacteristic that it pulls me out of it a little bit. Like, the first time it happened, it's like, oh, that's weird, but I guess. The second time it happens, Aloy should have fought back. Aloy should have been... Like, Eric grabs her by the neck and lifts her off the ground. Yeah, that would be uncomfortable, very much so. But it's Aloy. Like, she does friggin' parkour off the buildings all day long. That's what she does. So, like, why wouldn't she do something to fight back in that moment? It just... It seems like uncharacter weak un uncharacteristic for Aloy uh in general. I don't know. I wanted to talk about it.
1: <laughs> That's fine.
0: Um I liked all the characters uh that Aloy brings into the base. Yeah, and it's they have nice. a lot of banter amongst themselves. Yeah,
1: and it's nice to see her finally kind of befriending people more right. so like before it's more like these are my acquaintances where now she's kind of forming these friendships. Right. And I think that she sees
0: in, in the bits and pieces of Elizabeth Sobeck's story that they explore or expand upon in this game, which is very little, but there, there is some, it shows that Elizabeth was very solitary and, um, didn't have many friends and even when she did make friends she didn't keep those friends and I think that Aloy saw that and wanted to make a change because Aloy felt the same way so and th- this was like early on this was when she was um, exploring Um, I think it was I think it was the Zenith area that she was exploring because no, I believe Silence was talking to her it must have been inside the proving lab that Silence was talking to her, and and you see a little a little bit of Elizabeth in there. But in any case, it's just it was early games. So then, for her to bring all these people into the base and try to befriend them, it you know it shows shows her character growing, and it's nice to see. Anything else we want to talk about the story? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nil. 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 Oh yes. Of course, Nil.
1: In in Zero Dawn, we had Nil who we fought the bandits with. And in the end, one more fight, you either uh you either don't kill Nil or you kill Nil. Yep. So, I mean, technically, he could have been dead. <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. And magically he's back. <laughs> <laughs> Granted in both games he was just like a side quest character. Um but yeah, like I know that I <laughs> you were really disappointed with it, the way that they introduced him in this game.
1: I I think it's just I didn't like the concept of this part of the game. Like I I didn't like the racing, the gauntlet racing. So, um one of the like side things you can do is race your mounts with this group of Tanakh people. And this group has this one guy who is like the best racer and they don't know who he is. He's
0: masked. It's just... The masked racer.
1: He's um Red Teeth.
0: Red Teeth, yeah.
1: I don't know who he is. Um, But he's like the master racer. So you have to win all these races and get to the end, the last race, like four races, and then you finally get to talk to Red Teeth and you find out that it's nil. <laughs>
0: And you know, it's kind of funny how they do it too, because they're like, We've never seen him without his mask. And then and then you do you talk to him directly one on one and he reveals himself and, and Aloy's know, like, Oh and Mel, I'm like Who, who is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's covered
1: in face paint. Yeah, well he has to disguise himself because he's Karja. Yeah. And the Tanakh hate the Karja.
0: Right. It makes sense. To,
1: in it in just, that
0: perspective, it makes sense. Yeah. But like from my perspective, I saw this and I'm like, "Who? Who's this guy?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then she said, "Oh, it's Nil," and I'm like, "Oh, I know who Nil is, but like, this doesn't look like Nil at all." <laughs> so. I think
1: I think it was uh, the the hair because, like, in Zero Dawn. He had this big headdress. I, he he has like this huge headdress and like you don't really see. Whereas like he takes off his, his uh mask and it's he doesn't have anything on his head. Yeah, he's so got like besides like, his, got, short, his hair. short hair. Yeah. It's like, who is this guy?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: It's, it's just it's just weird that he was even in the game. I appreciate that he was in the game because I really liked know the first game, but, but it's also weird because he could have died in that game. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that is the weird spot about it. I I'm sad that they didn't bring back Brim. Um, Brim, yeah, yet. I. His side quest was so cool and so unique, and, and he was s- so crazy. And
1: he like. St- touched on the Forbidden West so much that you would have thought that he, he would have been in this on game. the Forbidden
0: West. He doesn't he even he, say yes, something like, I'll see you in the Forbidden yeah, West. Yeah, he says and,
1: something about seeing her. Like he he has this vision of seeing, in forbidden for, West, seeing right. Aloy in the Forbidden West. Yeah, I know.
0: Someone needs to complain to Gorilla about this because it is, it is an atrocity. We'll
1: start start I just, sending a message like, I need a, DL- right. I need I a mean, brand DLC. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation listens to Zap Night. So when they
0: listen to this PlayStation, when you're listening to this, tell Gorilla <laughs> that we are upset with this <laughs> and you need to bring Brim back. Um uh, yeah, in in the in Zero Dawn, he was so cool and he brought
1: so much like he would just back he, would, he would love to drink some machine blood from a uh, uh, tremortus. Oh yeah, freaking Tremortus would be fantastic,
0: <laughs> or um the spine guy, what Slaughter Spine, Slaughter Spine. Yeah, freaking crazy. Um, it just it, I think it would give you a reason to go and fight those machines for that specific reason, but also every time he drank the machine blood he had some sort of like crazy input about those machines and give you a little bit of back history on their motives and their original intent. And I loved that about learn. I love learning about these machines on that level. And it's just, it's, it's sad that they didn't do that. Granted, they could bring him back for DLC. It's not like he died in the last game and (laughs) could come back, (laughs) but you know, it, it was sad to me anything else on story or do you think we've gone Um, over it
1: i think we've gone over most of it i mean you know yeah we could talk about talana but yeah i mean i i feel like talana was a huge character and she didn't really get a huge quest in this game it's funny
0: because she she had quite a bit to do in zero dawn even though a lot of that was side quest d2 yeah that's true but like they had this. um, They had the the comic that interwove the two games a little bit. Yeah, and Talana her. was like the main character of those books, and yet they still kind of snubbed her in the game. So yeah, and and she has to walk through the base to get to the other side of and the region. And never
1: get to see her in the base, right?
0: It, it's weird. It's so weird.
1: Like, why couldn't she join our
0: team? Even yeah. Have her do her side quest with her man, and then be like, "Hey, and then you should come help well, me." Yeah, and and even after you're done with that side quest, she's like, "I don't really know what's going to happen between us." Have Aloy be like, "You know, we could really
1: use some help." <laughs> <laughs> but no, Aloy's just like, "Okay, bye." But feel just, free to stop by the base anytime. Yeah, right. She's already been there. Yeah,
0: it's it's <laughs> anyway. weird. Give her a focus. Have her join the team. <laughs>
1: We can continue on.
0: Yeah. Um, so, story, again, I gave it a 9 out of 10.
1: Um, I gave it an 8 out of 10.
0: So, let's move on to graphics. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I gave graphics a 10.
1: Me too! Graphics are amazing.
0: I had no, no real major issues with this game graphically. In fact, I thought Zero Dawn was really, really good. This game is just amazing in every aspect it took it, it blows zero dawn out of the water in fact we played zero dawn not that long ago and i was laughing at the graphics
1: <laughs> i know we brought it up to look at um the odyssey yeah uh, the odyssey data points mm-hmm. and it's like wow <laughs> right <laughs> i mean it's still great oh but yeah like, absolutely and, and this is you can so tell much better you
0: can tell this is a generation above zero dawn yeah. like you can see it in every aspect of this game Primarily, the first thing we noticed when we started up this game was their gestures and their facial expressions and how they interacted with each other in just in like eye movement tracking and and, you know, motions. It just it's so smooth and you can tell that they put a lot of work into The facial features and the movements of the mouth and all all of that and they nailed it every (laughs) almost every time
1: one of my favorite parts of this game (laughs) is when you're talking to Hikaru (laughs) the first time you're talking to him and you could tell that she's angry and she has this little like twinge in her lips where she's just like like grinding her jaw together I can't stand you right now and it's just this little movement in her lips and it's amazing (laughs) It
0: really does, they do a really good job at showing emotion, even if they don't verbalize it. And I really appreciate, like, Aloy eye rolls, like, all the time. (laughs) Like, she even has these moments where she, she, like, without saying it, she just, like, looks away almost as if she's like, I can't even look at you right now. Like, she just, like, turns around and, like can't i can't even look at you it's just it's it's so nice it's it's really like watching a movie it really is because the animation is just that good not just the facial features not just the expressions but like the world as a whole is better in general like the level of detail is just amazing in fact just the other night we were playing and you had zoomed into a piece of blight and like it had like these like
1: it gave me the EBGBs <laughs> because it had like the the like the, hole. the holes in it, and it had like the like bumps in it, and ugh.
0: Yeah, it was almost too realistic. Yeah. Um, I think I I have a quote here. I something that I had said. I'm like, the detail that we are just walking past in this game. Uh, yeah. That, like, if you were to stop and allow the camera, or find a way to let the camera zoom into some of these objects, you'd find that there's a level of detail that you just walk right by every single time.
1: Stop every once in a while, go to photo mode, and zoom all the way into something. It is amazing.
0: Literally anything. You can zoom into the birds in the background, you can zoom into the trees, you can zoom into the bridges, into the blight, into the plants, into the, the animals, like, Everything has a level of detail that you, you don't even comprehend unless you either have a insanely huge TV or you're zooming into it. And it's it's crazy. It's I absolutely mean, crazy.
1: You can see her ear hairs. I know. I
0: know this. <laughs> her ear hairs, she has every now and then she gets like little red blotches on her face that you can kind of see just like real life. Like... The you sand. can see her
1: pores. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> sand like sticks to her skin when she's walking through the sandy areas. Like just the level of detail water, is just the water unreal. effects. Yeah, you were
1: showing me that yesterday when she when you go swimming, you your outfit gets wet, and you can tell that it's wet when you get out of the water. But it slowly kind of
0: if you stand there and watch s- from you'll the top, see it. from top
1: to bottom, it kind of just like fades away, dries, dries off, dries out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's just, again, the level of detail in this game is unbelievable. And it shows that the PS5 has so much untapped potential. Because if this game is that good, and the PS5 just came out, imagine what the PS5 graphics are going to look like in five to seven years (laughs) towards the end of its life cycle. These games are just going to be unbelievable. Um, I have to say...
1: I have to say, I did take some pictures of the the foxes and the raccoons, and they're not quite as good. Yeah, like, but they're still pretty good. Fur. Their their hair, their like fur, is a little a little too thick. It kind of looks a little feathery. It's a little clumpy. Yeah, but like when they're this small, right? <laughs> when they're super tiny on the screen, you don't you're not you're actually going to be them. zooming yeah. up to them or whatever.
0: I um, had a few complaints. Um, the outfits were overwhelming.
1: Yeah, I I agree.
0: An Un- underwhelming, underwhelming. Yeah the the outfits, the outfit designs were underwhelming. Really? <laughs> yeah, like they they only had like maybe I
1: th-
0: I, I could be I wrong. Guess, I guess, but I felt like they only had like four options with a little bit of variant to each. They one.
1: They had like some original, like Nora. Mm-hmm. They had um, some Ostrom, Tanax, and. Utaru. Utaru, yes. They had no Quen, which I'm kind of upset about. <laughs> right. Because like they have um they have an uh outfit outfit um person in a uh, landfall that you can buy clothing from.
0: And yet but they he don't doesn't, offer their he doesn't own have outfits. Quen
1: outfits. Like yeah. he has Utaru and like why? Why do you have these? I didn't like that. I really want a Quen outfit, please. I just
0: please. I feel like I feel like they could have done so much more with the outfits. Like I was glad that they had the outfits and that you could do the color customization. That was really, yeah, really I cool. Love the
1: color, color but I just feel
0: like there wasn't enough variety to yeah. I don't know. I just I, I would have liked more variety. Yeah. Like either either they have more, more, more variety? options in general, or allow me to take bits and pieces off. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, all right. I, Do it on a I, smart. Like, I like this Osram outfit, but let me take, like, let me take, like, the shoulder piece off or, like, the big flappy, like, things
1: on our legs or, Have you know, it whatever. be more like an avatar that you're dressing where you can buy, like, Osram pants and a Tanakh, right? yeah. like, feather vest thing, you know? Granted, I understand
0: that that's difficult because, you know, those belong, those have stats that they belong to. But a lot of games I've seen where they have, here's your outfit. Outfit Asaram outfit, but yet you're able to turn invisible like the headpiece and then like the shoulder pieces, like yeah. the arm pieces. Yeah, you still have the stat benefits, but you don't see some elements of the outfit. And I think that that dynamic would have changed the way Aloy looked.
1: I don't, I just, I don't think I liked the uh Tanakh,
0: yeah, too like much, design too much paint.
1: um, on Aloy. Like, I think that. They looked fine, like that mm. was how their tribe was. But I, I didn't really like it on Aloy, mainly because of the tattooing. Yeah, like I think if she just had the outfit without the tattooing, it would have been fine. I liked
0: the uh, Utaru tattooing was really cool because it looked a lot like just paint on her skin. Yeah, um, the the Sky Clan stuff looked really cool. That's what I ended up with was the Sky Clan like outfit. And I liked that one a lot. I her showing some skin was a little weird, but like it looked cool. I liked the top, the like metal feathery top that yeah. she had on, I and like the the tattoos on her stomach, the like pointy feathery tattoos that surrounded her belly was cool. But yeah, I mean,
1: I stuck with Nora. I I just I like the original like look. Sure, <laughs> I would have
0: liked her tattooing to change colors with the outfit too that would have been nice tattooing or paint body paint however you want to look at it um anything else graphic
1: wise yeah 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 we're okay. not done all right um we talked about the the fauna the like the like plant life and stuff yep. uh the landscapes yep um the little bits of uh like roads oh yeah um bridges These little bits that you get when you're walking around and it's just like
0: there's no significance to that area but like all of a sudden you realize that you're like there was a road there was a road here
1: or like when you're swimming in the ocean and there's like cars and like a road underwater like oh yeah there there was a road here (laughs) like there was a highway like a major highway right here
0: the world as a whole is just massive (laughs) like I would say it's about double what Zero Dawn's world was. Um and then on top of that, you can traverse like all of the water too. So like it's it's Oh yeah, we have to talk about the ocean. It's all of that plus, you know. Um the water is the, amazing. The water looks really good in this game. Yeah. And then like you go underwater and you feel like you're underwater. It it really it really does give you that like vibe like you like color color wise the color transition when you're underwater it really does set that atmosphere beautifully and then um i was gonna say something else what was it oh um there are a lot of areas that are amazing and just beg to be explored and then you head out there and you can't freaking explore it like the um the Golden gate bridge you can't even go to the other side of it right
1: oh yeah the the like the the golden gate bridge where you can go to the you can go to the first one where the horus is yeah but you can't get to this you can get to the second one but it's like just out of bounds like if you go any further than that then you're out of bounds right and then the, uh, the, other the thing, dam. The Hoover Dam. Like you you go over there and it's there, but like you can't really see it because you're on the, the top, the side, top of side of it. So you, you can't see down and like the invisible wall is right there on it. So like you can't even like see the other side.
0: Yeah, you can't walk around it or anything. It's that's frustrating. But I mean, small I, potatoes in the whole grand <laughs> scheme of things.
1: Yeah. But it's really cool to see a lot of these real-world uh, locations yeah. in the game. I feel I mean, like they did
0: a lot more with that there was, in this game. There
1: was so much more in this game that Vegas. You, can, you, you do recognize.
0: Yeah. Vegas was really, really cool the way that they... They did Vegas in a very interesting way. So, like, they almost made it seem like the original Today's Vegas... Something happened to it, and they had to move it all underground... And so now it's like this big dome underground that is like a rebuilt Vegas. And it's just it's really cool to
1: explore. It's got all of the like go through some casinos and and you see the like old slot machines. Yeah.
0: It's it's pretty cool. Vegas is pretty cool. Um I don't know. Anything else? No.
1: I think, it I'm, was, it I think was, I'm good. It was great. Yeah.
0: Graphically, it looked amazing. There were a few... 10 out of 10. There were a few glitches that happened graphically, but I mean, the majority of the...
1: <laughs> like the, the guy that I shot his head off? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and his head was missing?
0: Yes. <laughs> um, I feel like that they're constantly patching and constantly working to make this game better. Good for them.
1: Yeah. That that's a good transition to gameplay, <laughs> right? And and <laughs> because really, we did encounter a few
0: bugs, and and the majority of the bugs were gameplay related, not yeah. so much graphically related.
1: And like, I I gave gameplay a nine, but that's you. not because of that. Because I know mm-hmm. that it's a new game, and they will fix these things. They they're working on these things. Like it'll get patched. And
0: I'm sure Zero Dawn was the same way. I mean, we played Zero Dawn a year
1: late. a year after. I so, think.
0: So I mean, yeah. You know, you give this game some time, and they'll perfect it, and they'll come out with DLC, and, you know, they'll they'll have more content to offer. And, you know, the glitches are... They're there. You see them occasionally. Sometimes, it's rare, but sometimes had, it's enough to have a problem. You had way more than, than I did. Yeah, I had... I had a, a handful of issues you had a lot that more... I had to like reset the game. Yeah, I was in gonna say to you
1: fix. had a lot more issues that you actually come into problems with where I just had funny issues.
0: Yeah, you did. <laughs> you you had the the one bird that like exploded
1: and shot off into space. Shot off <laughs> space.
0: I had the same glitch. I don't think I was streaming when it happened, but I, I had the same glitch where like I killed a burrower And the burrower was, like, in In the the middle of the animation of burrowing, but it didn't finish when he died. But, like, something was still happening in the background, like, code-wise, something was still happening to where he was trying to burrow, but, like, couldn't because he was dead. So, instead, he just, like, exploded off into space. (laughs) Which I think is a similar issue that you had with the bird, too, because I think the bird was, like, in this in this like transition state of about to take off, but like died before it did. But the animation was like still taking place. So it just like exploded off into space instead, not knowing where to put it, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, that those are just funny. But like I had, I had a few issues where I was fighting machines and they would like teleport underground and of course, the quest that I was on—you have to kill I them. I had to kill the machine. So, like, I if I couldn't get to the machine, I had to leave the area, or in some cases, completely reboot the game in order to get that machine to, un, you know, to reset or respawn. Um, same with it was the same mission with that uh, that guy, the dementia guy. Yeah, where like he got like stuck in a tree. And he just was standing there, like, frozen. I couldn't couldn't, do anything to him. I couldn't interact with him. You couldn't talk to him
1: because he wasn't in his spot where you talked to him. Right. he couldn't get there because he was stuck in a tree. And,
0: like, leaving, I had to leave, like, super far away and then come back in order for him to, like, reset position. So, again, stuff that can be worked around. It's not, like, game-breaking glitches. It's just enough to be mildly annoying. Uh but yeah I I also gave the game a 9 out of or the gameplay a 9 out of 10. I'm, you know, it it had a couple issues that I struggled with that I didn't that I felt like it didn't deserve a full 10. Yes. Like primarily climbing?
1: Climbing? Yeah. <laughs> climbing is is a little clunky. It's I think
0: it, it's tough to compare. It it's it's sad that I have Assassin's Creed under my wing to be able to compare with (laughs) this game. To compare to, yeah, because Assassin's Creed's climbing animation is so smooth. Like there is nothing holding you back from climbing. Literally anything. Where Horizon Zero Dawn, you can only climb on very specific areas that are dedicated for climbing. Yeah. And, like, you can see them with your focus, which is great. It's a nice, handy thing. But, like, even then, she doesn't move very fast up the, up. you know, wall climbing. And half the time, she doesn't, like, she doesn't want to move in the direction you are trying to get her to move, whether that's user error or not. It just feels very stiff and clunky when you're trying to maneuver these, you know, elaborate areas. Also, like, the grappling hook thing... <laughs> if if it's a stretch for your grappling hook to grab it even though the icon shows up on your on your screen to use the hook half the time you don't so like you're just jumping and you're like spamming the button to try and get her to grapple onto it and she just falls yeah sometimes to her death
1: yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah.
0: poor Aloy <laughs> it but I mean honestly Gameplay wise that was probably the worst of it.
1: Um, um uh, my other issue was the mount. Oh, the oh, mount riding?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, the mount. Is, you, I I didn't even use the mounts cuz they were that frustrating. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I I didn't use the mounts a ton. Um I you have um you have the charger which we had in the old game. And the Chargers are are probably the best mount in the game because they're the fastest. The Bristlebacks were okay, but kind of clunky and they slow. Were big, yeah, big. You could tell that they were big, beefy guys, and they were they were a little slow. And then the Claw Striders, like I they was, look amazing. I was excited to like run around on these dinosaurs that <laughs> these
0: robot dinosaurs, robot
1: dinosaurs, and they're so slow. They're so slow.
0: <laughs> That's too bad.
1: And like they should have even done with this, done this with the gauntlet, where you know the first race you're racing the Chargers, the second yeah, race you're smart. racing the Bristlebacks, the third race you're racing the uh, the Clawstriders, the fourth race
0: you're getting sunbird the birds, yeah, <laughs> the, the sun sun-wings. wings. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been really cool.
1: But yeah, the mount the when you're when you're running around, um the mounts uh i'm i'm gonna say specifically the chargers because i didn't really use the other ones this was mainly chargers that i was using but they would stop like randomly like i guess not randomly like you would run into a stick you would run into a stick and it would just stop it wouldn't slow down it would just stop and this was like a major problem if you're trying to do the gauntlet races
0: (laughs) it was a major problem while i was trying to do the gauntlet races to the point where i did the first two I think i i barely scraped by the first two i got to the third one and i'm like rage quitting i'm like i'm not gonna You're do done. this I'm you like, were like
1: i'm done yeah I and don't... you left yeah <laughs> i think you you like left <laughs> I did. and i, I left. and i did it while you were gone
0: I, I, you you were gonna you, i think you did you did the third race first try and i'm like i can't even watch anymore like <laughs> i i just left and then you you took on the fourth one and you got through that one in a couple tries but yeah like literally if you got too close to any edge on the trail you would just get stuck and if the if you got stuck half the time your mount would like overcompensate and like turn around yeah and then you're like flying off an edge it's just it was very very frustrating when you're just it, it feels like it should be a pretty easy mechanic to just maneuver or go straight, you know? Yeah. But, like, if you're getting stuck on every twig that's in the freaking road, it's already, it, it was already a difficult chore anyway because you have to, like, fight all of the racers on the track and you have to, like, collect all the items and you have to, like, brace yourself for impact and, like, all these things that you're thinking about and then your mount just, like, oh, a stick, and then stops. <laughs> it's just, it's just... <laughs> so frustrating i'm getting frustrated thinking about <laughs> it it just it was so annoying luckily it's completely optional so that's why i didn't dock at any points but like it just it it, it did I, it, I, it enraged me
1: i only much. did because um no i no no oh um i i did use it sometimes to traverse like the world and like you most of the bridges as soon as you hit the bridge he would stop and he wouldn't like walk across the bridge. And this wasn't a problem in
0: Zero Dawn, so it's it's definitely a glitch or an issue with the game itself that I'm sure they will work yeah, on. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's bigger things that they're trying to fix
1: at the yeah. moment. But like this is they're a, they're working on like game breaking right things right now, yeah. and I'm sure that they'll clean it up. I'm sure they will too. But
0: it, until then, it's a very frustrating. But again, mini-game. it's
1: it's not it's not really that important oh, to the game. Not at all. Like,
0: not at all. <laughs> it's completely optional. Uh, I mean, it has very, very little story content at all. So
1: anyway, but, what are the
0: good points? Well, let's talk about all of the like mini stuff that the game has yes. to offer. Um, we have so many I, things. I wrote them all down. I, I kind of wrote most of them anyway. Um, there's a lot of new stuff that we can collect in this game.
1: Lots of collectibles and lots of puzzles. So we have
0: the the black box the airplane black boxes that we can collect now. We have the fire gleam spots that we can, usually it's just like a treasure chest behind the oh, yeah, wall. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even write that down. Uh the green shine that we can collect in the world. Those are more like uh the hidden the the hidden things to collect in most like most the green open shine, world games the have a shine, hidden item that you can collect throughout the game and the green shine is kind of that hidden item. The
1: green shine is kind of um similar to the blue gleam. Sure. In the from the first game. It's just kind of like a resource that is hidden throughout the world that you can use to purchase things. Sure. Some rarer things or whatever um, or to upgrade.
0: There's the drones that you can collect um there's the tall necks that you can do that that was in the that was the last game of course yeah but
1: the tall necks in this game are much more puzzly yeah
0: i liked that i liked that a lot i don't think i did all of them i did probably the majority of them but i think i missed like maybe one i think you're missing one one
1: i think i I did four
0: because
1: i don't remember you doing the specific one <laughs> I, I made I did you the one. I do I the, the one on the water. Yeah, I
0: did the one where you got to shoot it, shoot it down and repair it in the
1: desert. In the yeah. desert,
0: I did the one that you have to fly on top of it because mm-hmm. that's quest. And the the plainsong one. And the plainsong one that oh yeah you got to fix the the antenna in order to get that one. So yeah, i I think I only have those four. So there must be one more. Yeah. Um, there's the races which we talked about. Um, there are the pu- the ruin puzzles. So like the, the old... relic,
1: relic ruins. Yeah, there you go. It's uh where you collect the ornaments for the uh, showmen. Yes, and the the ornaments uh beam lights of different um, holidays. holidays in in the orb or on top of the orb, and you you pick those right. Yeah, you can go and you can choose Change which one depending on what yeah. you have.
0: Um, and then there are the uh.
1: The did you say the vista, v- points. vista points? Yeah,
0: and the vista points this time around are very puzzly too. Yeah, well,
1: I I liked that because like in the old game, it's just you find them, you look at them, you read the data point, whatever. Well, it's
0: more like you hunt them down. It usually involves some sort of climbing or something, and yeah. then you you look at them. It, they all have a, like a collective story behind them, I which guess, was fun.
1: I guess that's the thing in the old one. It was more of a climb, mm-hmm. where this one it's you scan it and it's it's corrupted and you kind of have to find the location and to complete it. <laughs> and there's
0: is there any data that goes with them?
1: Yeah, there's oh, there's there? a little bit of data that goes mm-hmm. with them. It's it's a tour um made by I think it's called Miriam Technologies, which is uh Elizabeth's company. Oh, and, that's right. And in the very end, after you I think after you collect like the last one or something, you get um, coordinates to a, a reward cache for completing their like tour and you have like this message from Elizabeth. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. huh, I didn't know that
0: because I didn't do them all because I was frustrated <laughs> with them. So, yeah, you have to when you when you activate those, you have to like line up the real world with the like the corrupted image that
1: you have the like glitched computerized yeah like image, yeah
0: and like you have to be in a very specific spot in order for the the image to line up well for me i just was all over the place (laughs) trying i i think i only did two of them and like i was just all over the place trying to figure out exactly where i needed to be the first one was a nightmare the second one i did the first
1: one the first one I think your problem you just kept going the wrong way. Yeah. And then you would lose it because you have to stay in the circle. Well,
0: and I didn't know that there was a circle that I could be in. I didn't know <laughs> that I like, could see that. You on would the do map. it
1: and you would just go to the to the right. You would go back and load it and you would go to the right again. <laughs> well, see my <laughs> and it's train like, of dude, thought. It's just right over here to
0: your left. My, my train of thought was it was a certain amount of distance from that location. But no it's it's not like if you if you activate the the tower or whatever and then you look at your map it's a circle but it, it might not be right in the middle so like my brain was thinking I have to be a certain distance from this well like if you go to the left it's like two feet away and you're out of range where if you go to the right you can go like a mile away so you know yeah it was it was weird for me and it, it, and until Lori pointed out,
1: like, look, just look open at, up your map. Look at your map, see your <laughs> see your range. Then I'm like, Oh okay. And also it's a very specific spot. Like when you get to that spot, you can tell there yeah. is a platform there for you to stand on and look at the 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 image. Whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the whole time Aloy's like, Oh, I think I think this is a mountain range huh i think this is plain <laughs> song like aloy shut up please
1: she does talk to you a lot she gives you way too many hints
0: way too many hints that should be a downfall of this game she gives you she almost spoils the game for you she may as well have halfway through the game been like huh i think tilda's gonna betray <laughs> us Like <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> Oh, sorry if you uh, if I just spoiled that for you. You shouldn't be listening. Um, is that the majority? No, of the, no. The collectibles. Um, no.
1: Did you say signal lenses for Reyna?
0: No, I, I didn't think they were all that. Collectible. I, mean, I mean, they're I in your
1: collectible thing, no, like in your list. It's
0: just there's only the six of them, and they're only in the daunt. So I didn't. Uh, again, think of them it's as a that. collectible. All right, yeah, no, it's a collectible. Valid. Um,
1: the drones.
0: Yeah, I did say the drones. The drones were a weird one too. Like there's very specific areas where this like when little I, tiny drone is running around. When I
1: first in- it came up on a drone, I'm like, oh, what is this I just, thing? I did the same thing. I'm like, like what kind I was, of machine is this? I was terrified it was gonna attack me and start shooting <laughs> laser beams at me. Yeah. And then I was just like Oh, it's just a drone. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like... Uh, It's just a collectible. Doing doing a survey thing of the area. I'm like, oh, okay. So like you see them,
0: and then you have to find a very specific spot where you climb up, and And then then you have to like jump on top of it to bring it down so you can collect the data from it. And then you take the data back to Gaia, or to the base. To the base, and you can like change the dome. Yeah, that's really cool. It's just too bad that the dome doesn't stay that way after you change it. Because like as soon as you walk stay. as soon as
1: you walk out, it like changes back to black. Speaking of, it was really
0: cute when uh this is more story, but um after Varl dies and you have that like moment with um with Zoe, she talks about one of her happiest memories with him and how at one point they went to the dome and just sat and wa- or they watched something. They put on um, I must have missed this. Did you? She said. She said that they they went to. I think they went to Gaia's chambers and like watched a clip of oh the world the they just watched the world and just watching it spin oh. and how and she was so amazed that she's so insignificant in this in this world but yet she. You know, there's it, it involves so many people and so yeah. many things, and you know that it's worth saving. But it was just that she was reminiscing about Varl. And it's funny and that the we didn't moment. we
1: didn't talk about that in, in the story.
0: Yeah, we didn't really talk about Varl's death at all. I Varl's mean,
1: death, uh, the fact that Zoe ha- has is gonna have a baby. Oh my
0: gosh, I forgot all about that. Oh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. By the way, she's with child. She's she's with child. <laughs> Yeah. Varl Jr.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I wasn't surprised. Sorry, I'm
1: sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up now. But no, it's, we didn't it, even go over it. Yeah,
0: we didn't go over it. It's fine. We can talk about it. I I honestly wasn't surprised. Oh, no. Because, like, I honestly, I, I was this close. Like, I was very, very close to just saying that outright <laughs> while I was streaming. Right. Like, how much you want to bet she has a baby? And then, like, no more than I thought that thought. And she's like... I I I'm with child, you know, and I'm just like I, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> what are
1: what are we talking about? Anyway, we're oh, talking we're about Oh, we're talking gameplay. about collectibles. Yes. Um you have uh the hunting grounds again. Um The hunting grounds
0: are very different in this game. Well, they're not. They're not they're really not- different. They're just structured differently. They
1: Oh, I I suppose they're not really, are they? They're they're basically the same. I I feel like the the tasks are a little more detailed than the last one. Like you have to do these very specific things, and they're they're different than normal. Like I suppose you've already learned all the things in Zero Dawn, like all the basic things. Like now it's trying to teach you other things, like the specialty gliding over top of something and and killing it without it, you know, knowing or.
0: Well, it goes back to what I said in when we played Zero Dawn. If you're not very good at the game Play the Hunt play the hunting Do the rounds. hunting rounds. Because the hunting rounds will teach you the basics of taking down literally any machine. Or, so a, like or you, at
1: least they'll teach you new tactics to use.
0: Right. Or you could just do it the way that I did it and just, and just brute force the whole game.
1: Yeah, with the the um the spike the whole thrower. time. Thrower. The whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Don't, don't try any other weapon, just use the spike thrower. Hey,
0: but I freaking did it, didn't I? <laughs> it just took me an hour to kill <laughs> Tilda, that's all. Oh, <laughs>
1: man. Um, we have the melee pits, where you learn, um,
0: like... Physical melee attacks. One-on-one yeah.
1: fighting attacks. Which they
0: do a lot of in this game, <clears throat> on one-on-one fights, Which and they're really frustrating. I-
1: I hated the melee pits, like uh, you know. I
0: hated melee fighting in general.
1: I like, I, it was I like too to just slow for that crap. I like to just do my thing, like go out and do the fighting. And like the melee pits were very specific on you learning these specific moves. And these it's essentially like Mortal Kombat button where you have combinations, to do <laughs>
0: combos.
1: And like I would be doing these button combinations, and it wasn't registering that I was clicking like r2 twice it's like oh you're only clicking it once so you're doing this move and then it would totally just cut me off and say i failed and yeah. it's like give me a chance so
0: <laughs> if you've ever played a fighter game like mortal kombat or tekken or soul Calibur, the the f- combos that you have to do in those games the timing has to be just right and this is very much like that where if your timing isn't perfect then you missed the combo. It got the, to
1: the point it got to the point where I couldn't watch her on screen because because I was reacting to her 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 attacks. Like she would attack so I would press the button again she would attack and I'd press the button again. I I got to the point where I literally couldn't watch her. I just was focusing on okay I have to press this three times and then the next button once. And that's when I got it. Like if I wasn't actually looking at her. Yeah.
0: See and, and that's how fighting games are supposed to be where you watch your character execute the move and if you hit the next button at the right time then the next move would be queued up and you would do the combo where like Aloy wasn't doing the same way like like the concept was there and the like base like structure was there but like executing the moves in that way just it was more like just do this button combination as fast as you can and she'll do the move.
1: Like I'm playing this game again and I want to like finish it again. But like, I don't even want to, do- do I don't want to do these things again. <laughs> I don't want to do the gauntlet races. I don't want to oh, do yeah. the melee pits. Like, yeah. Ugh. Um. but you do, Uh. you do have like a final, a final battle with the enduring, the like head person, I, I was gonna say guy, but it's not a guy. It's, oh. it's a lady. It's an old lady, actually. Jeez. And even, and Aloy walks up there, and she's like, "Where's my? <laughs> You're the enduring, really? I have to fight you." <laughs> she's like, "It's it was like, I I think she was concerned for the old lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> you sure you want to take me on? But yeah, that was a fun fight. And I then mean, the old lady she, turned into Eric was, and
0: like strangled her to death.
1: She was she was kind of a hard fight. She was. She was fast, I think that's what it was is that she just moved really fast. um okay, anyway um we can fight pretty much any um machine that you choose in the arena oh that's cool after after you defeat Regala
0: I didn't do any of that.
1: after you defeat Regala at the grove, you have the chance to uh help them rebuild the arena and then you pretty much can go and fight any of their trials with machines and there you can actually fight corruptors and well, that's cool pretty much anything that's fun i and that's and that is um you gain medals for defeating these things and then you exchange the medals for like the leg- legendary weapons yeah. and stuff
0: I, that sounds like something that I probably should have done because I really just like a one on one machine or like a, a good machine fight. Yeah. And like that's half the time when I wasn't streaming, well even when I was streaming, like just going off and <laughs> taking on I random really, stuff in the wild, yeah, I loved that. I
1: really think that you would like doing that.
0: I mean as long as I can kill it with the spike thrower, I'll be fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um and then you have all the rebel camps. To fight, much like the rebel camps in the other game. Mm-hmm.
0: Same concept. Um,
1: yeah. You're col- you're specifically collecting dog tags to take back to um, one of the Tanakh. Th-
0: <laughs> you know what's funny? I, uh, I did all of the camps. I never took them back. I never took the dog tags back. I don't I- even
1: think I got... I don't, I don't, know don't think you- I even I
0: talked to whoever needed them.
1: I don't know if I even got anything for it. I think you just return it. No, you do. You... I oh, don't know. That was black boxes. You yeah, get the, like the items. Boxes, you get yeah. like items for the black boxes. I don't know. Um, and then you have the cauldrons, which is another. Yeah, I mean, all I, this stuff is side stuff that you don't necessarily have to do. Well, I
0: mean, I only did the cauldrons. I did the two that you have to do for the story. I think I did one, maybe two optional ones, and I think I still had two left. Yeah. So. Yeah, obviously, you don't have to do all of them. <laughs> I mean, I think you only have to do the two that are part of the storyline, so, I mean, the rest of them are
1: and then, optional. And then the uh, salvage contracts. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about those. There's a there's a group... There's a guy who... I don't remember his name. He's, uh... But he's, like... He's offering the Asaram... Um, the, the people who make armor... The Ostrom people who are making armor. He's offering them a a prize for whoever can make the best armor. So there's uh three or four um different camps out in the west that you visit, and there there are people that are trying to make this armor, and you're helping them like by gain, by going out and hunting different yeah, machines and to stuff to for them, like the
0: parts for them to use for in the armor.
1: yeah for the parts that they want specifically for their armor and in the end you go back and the guy judges them and says that none of them are good or no i don't know if he says that none of them are good enough no i think he does i think he says that none of them are good enough and then aloy says well collectively that they they're really great so then they all like combine all of their stuff together and make this one like awesome legendary you know
0: right yeah. um, is it even that great
1: eh, it's okay i yeah. used it for a little while Um, and then he, the guy tries to like leave without paying them, you know, because none of them are good enough.
0: They all revolt.
1: None of them are good enough, but Aloy makes him, um, pay them all evenly because they've all combined their, yeah. Sure.
0: That's funny. Funny. Well, good job, Lori Is that all of them? I think so. Good job. I think so. Um, I have to say... The machines in this game are a lot harder than they were in Zero Dawn. Like, I don't know if they're necessarily I you harder they're just different.
1: <laughs> you complained so much about everything shooting you now. Yes! <laughs>
0: yes! It's like, in the last game, the majority of the stuff would, like, trample you, or they would have, like, a, a little specialty move where they would, like, spit fire or throw rock at you or whatever. In this game, like... Everything has a freaking laser or it has a disc launcher or, or it shoots, multiple or it shoots fire <laughs> at you or like and, and it's not just like it shoots fire within a range. It's like it's shooting fire from you across the freaking field like you're running away and you have to dodge fire from a freaking claw strider's tail. And a lot of them are
1: fast and you yes, can't and get A-boy away is
0: so slow. In this game, I feel like Aloy was a lot faster than Zero Dawn, and she's so slow in this game. That should have been a upgrade with different armor is Aloy's speed, because I think that would have really made a difference.
1: Um, and i I also have a note on here for the new weapons, and I know you really liked the spike thrower. I did like the <laughs> spike thrower,
0: yeah, mainly because I didn't feel like. Sorry, let me rephrase. In Zero Dawn, I really liked using the uh blast arrows to essentially weaken my enemy, and then I took it down with decent arrows. And um in this game, they don't really have they they have the blast arrows, but you don't get them until later. And so until you get those, I was just using the spike throwers because it did the same thing. Like, it was weakening my enemies so that I could take them down. Well, as it turned out, those spike throwers were, like, doing the most damage anyway, so I just, like, spam the crap out of those, and I'm like, this is easy. Like, I'll just keep throwing them, keep throwing them, keep going, keep going. And it, it worked. It was definitely brute forcing it. Like, <laughs> half the way, Lori's like, why don't you... Even the other people in the stream were like, why aren't you just using, like, their weaknesses? Why aren't you using, like, ice stuff? And, and I'm like... One, I don't have it in my reel. Two, I don't care. This is working. Like, just let me do my thing. It was barely working was, sometimes. <laughs> but I won. I beat the game. <laughs> yeah, no, Tilda was probably the worst. Um I
1: mean, you know, play how you want to play. Right. <laughs> but it could have been a little bit been, easier it for you. Been easier.
0: Tilda was definitely the worst out of all the fights that I endured. Um she's the that's the prim, specter prime or whatever is so fast and it's like always right on top of you like no matter how you aloy moves the specter was like on top of you fighting you and it's like just let aloy stand up and get away so that i can plan my next move but no no the freaking thing is i just <laughs> I, I feel struggled. like
1: i feel like every time you had that chance to get away, you were doing something else. I know,
0: yeah. And I noticed that being an Because issue. it
1: would stop. It would stop on occasion mm-hmm. and like do its little charge move or yeah. whatever. And you'd be like doing something. I'm like, run away <laughs> <laughs> This is your chance to get some distance. Yeah,
0: I know. I Yeah. It well so, okay, so the first couple to- the first couple times I fought it I, it was like okay, I'm learning. I'm learning its move set. I'm learning where I, what I need to do. I'm learning how powerful it is. Which, by the way, it's like two hits and you're dead. <laughs> um, and that's if you keep up on your health. If you don't, it's like half a hit.
1: Uh, and that's another thing. Like you could have utilized the food. You could have <laughs> utilized your valor, which you. Really,
0: <laughs> I struggled using the val. The valor is a really cool function. Basically, you can unlock these like skills in your skill tree that you can build up to by fighting, and then you can utilize this like move, special move, special or special skill. ability. Yeah, and you can by unlocking it in your skill tree, you can decide which one you want to use. So you you know depending on which one you equip at the time, you can use that move during battle. So like for me, I was using like the shield that basically gives me like a a full extra health bar that regenerates over time. Uh, But there was a lot of other ones like stronger attacks or, you know, stealth or, you know, potions or some, you know, there's, there's a bunch of other ones. Uh, But it is, it is a cool feature. The problem is I had the worst time remembering to use it. (laughs) And that's all on me. Like, the game gave me plenty of notice to use it, and I just kept forgetting to, to activate it. But yeah, eventually I did take Tilda down with using my, Mo- using my technique.
1: <laughs> mostly spike throwers. Yeah,
0: mostly spike throwers. A lot of blast arrows, and every now and then I would use the... Um, the the weapons the weapon skill or like the skill shot or whatever the you use the braced shot the stamina move yeah. for that and you you kept telling me in chat while I was streaming, you kept telling me to use <laughs> Regalas bow. bow, and I'm like, I don't, I I thought you meant just in general no, to use Regalas no. bow. So like, I'm going to Regalas bow, and it's like doing minimal damage. And I'm like, this is not working. So I just ignored it, and I'm like, I, I got, I'm doing my thing. I'll just do my thing, and die and die and die and die, and then you know, four hundred deaths and one win is still a win. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah no I I fully understand that I I could have done it better and I could have scanned the I could have scanned the machine to try and weaken
1: it i just feel like you were a better way I, but just I just feel like I, you were being so weird about it I was, because I like was so in, because in any other game in any other game i've i've watched you play like final fantasy where you'll like take a step back you'll be like okay i need to reevaluate what i'm doing i'm doing you something wouldn't do wrong. that in I this know. game you're just like no i'm just gonna keep doing this I thing think,
0: i think it's because like i could see that it was working it just wasn't i i wasn't executing it well enough and i think that that was my problem like i felt like i could execute it better so i would just do it again because it's like it's i'm making progress it's just not as fast as i could have if i'd have reevaluated <laughs> but you're absolutely right i mean that was on me i should have i should have but honestly i've been doing that the whole game like the whole game i was very stubborn in the way that i played and it was this way i didn't want to have to switch weapons every fight i didn't want to that's I didn't want to play the game the way the game <laughs> wanted me to play it. I just wanted to play the game
1: <laughs> yeah. to each their own, right. It's just sad because you could have experienced so many other cool weapons. was there really that many more though?
0: Like I think the only ones I didn't use was the uh the bolt arrows, and I didn't really use the um the disc thrower a whole lot, I, like a little bit.
1: I, I liked the disc thrower, but like the shredder, yeah, um, but it was really hard. It was really hard to catch those things.
0: It's hard to catch those things, and they move so far away. So, like, and y- like, you it's have essentially- to be fast, and Aloy gets one hit, and she's <laughs> on the floor, and it takes her, like, 20 minutes to stand back up again. I
1: mean, they essentially made it to be, like, a boomerang, where you throw it, mm-hmm. it goes and attacks the thing, and then it comes back to you, but, like, it doesn't, like, just come back to you. You kind of have to move a little bit to catch it, and, yeah, if you get hit, like, it's just... Oh, the there it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't even. It's it, she doesn't even try to catch it. Like if she has gotten hit, it's it's very strange. And there's a um there's a hunting grounds challenge that you have to do. This you have to hit two machines with a supercharged, which is um, four hits, which is four hits total. You three three hits to charge it, and then the fourth hit to actually hit it. And I had to do this twice in like a minute and a half or something, and i'm glad you weren't home <laughs> i'm glad you were home when i was doing this because i was so angry i was screaming at the tv was it the same it. amount
0: of frustration that i had with the freaking races
1: yes except like, I, except i didn't give
0: up oh well there's that <laughs> good on you Lori. sorry oh no it's fine
1: uh what haven't we talked about um um the only other thing i have is the lack of some of the big boss battles that i was expecting um one ted farrow like yeah
0: that's really sad i
1: i understand where they're coming from where like our theory we had this visual of what he would look like and they wouldn't really be able to portray that in their rating
0: yeah, that that was our theory. I don't know if they've actually said anything official about it, but like our theory was that, or
1: maybe they just wanted to leave it up to imagination. This
0: this game has a teen rating, and i I think it has a teen rating. And if if they're to keep that teen rating, there are some things that they're not allowed to show. <laughs> and I'm absolutely certain that human uh, mutation, uh, human mutation, or human. Uh, monstrosity would fall under uh, um, a mature. mature audience. Yeah. And so, like, that because because of Ted Farrow's condition, you can't show that. It just, it would have made such an epic boss fight, though. It just, it would have been so, so cool.
1: I still think, though, that, I mean, what... <laughs> I, <laughs> I I... I like... I like the thought of that, of him being this monstrosity, but like to fight him, like they could have done something to fight for us to fight him. He could have been in a machine like Tilda. Yeah. Like he could have been like the a floating head. He could have been like of, yeah. um the brain guy from Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like in this like mechanical body, but like, I don't know.
0: Or he could have been something that. Is just like mucus that attacks from the ceiling or something, (laughs) you know, something a little more creative than just. We don't get to fight him. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's Ted Farrell. Like, I want to destroy Ted Farrell.
0: And I didn't get the
1: chance to do that. And it really sucks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, gorilla.
1: (laughs) Uh, The other one was Regala's fight. Like, I, you know, you're preparing for this huge huge battle with regala and i kind of had the vision of the end battle in zero dawn where you have all the like death bringers and all the machines like coming towards you and you have to fight off all these machines and i kind of had that feeling like okay we're gonna go we're gonna fight off all these like tremor tusks and you know all these bristlebacks or whatever but you don't even get to do that no like yeah. you literally just drop the little electrical bomb on them and the tanakh continue fighting and you just go fight regala Like, it was kind of a letdown in that sense. Yeah, and even
0: Regala... I Honestly, I had this problem with the majority of the one-on-one. The one-on-one fights, they do nothing but, like, badmouth you the entire time.
1: (laughs) And then, I know you got so angry at Tilda. (laughs) You're like, I'm just gonna mute her. (laughs) I just...
0: They badmouth you the entire time. And, like, they're because most of them are human they're really hard to like hit with arrows and stuff because they're so small so like you're trying to hit them with arrows and then like freaking regala had like super weapons that she was firing at you like plasma guns and like random stuff and it's like i didn't even know i didn't even know how to fight her outside of like just hitting her with spikes. (laughs) Freaking spikes again, which is what I ended up doing. I ended up hit, I I think I killed her with the freaking fire spikes. So yeah, I just again I brute forced this entire game. <laughs> I did, but you know what? I beat it. I did beat it. Uh, let me check over my notes and see if there's anything uh, else. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna touch on something that I okay. wanted to talk to you about. Um, uh, with regala's rebels versus the zeniths where Aloy was like well um she didn't want she didn't want the tanakhs to fight the zeniths because of all the casualties but like what's the difference what's the difference in R- regala's like war thing against hikaru versus having regala's rebels just fight zenith like i
0: mean Aloy, i didn't really understand Aloy that kills all of the rebels in each base. Yeah. And kills all of the rebels. You know, the, the I mean the she Tanakhs goes through and kill kills all the rebels the camps.
1: I mean, <sighs> I guess I guess to that, that effect, like, you don't necessarily have to kill the rebels. Like well, you literally just have to take down the leader. So I mean she could have spared all the rebels. Think of it this way, though. If Regala If she cared that much. If
0: if Aloy didn't do anything. Regala would have taken over the Tanakh um, leadership because she would have killed Hakaro because she was already heading there when when you formulate this plan. So she was heading there to do this anyway. So like by the time Aloy makes it there, she's infiltrating the the capital anyway. So she, without Aloy's intervention, she would have killed Hakaro and she would have become the leader of the Tanakh then she would have summoned all of the Tanakhs to go to fight the Zeniths, which would have resulted in the majority of the Tanakhs being murdered. So I think that that was Aloy's perspective, was we're saving the entirety, not just the rebels, but the entirety to avoid that fight. Yeah. I don't know. That's...
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: I, I think that that's what it was. Um the puzzles in general in this game were a lot more detailed. Um, almost to a fault. (laughs) Like the, the ancient, um, the ruins puzzles, they were neat and they were unique. And like, you couldn't have had this experience in zero dawn because they didn't have all these features that forbidden West has like the grappling hook and, the polecaster caster and stuff. Um, so like you had this neat puzzle experience, but every now and then it was like, not super obvious what you're supposed to do. Like there were a few times that I'm like spending a bunch of time, like looking around and looking around, like, what am I doing? What platform do I need to jump on? Like scanning everything. And it's like, Oh, I need to use my pull caster to pull this one, like beam down or whatever. But like, you know, it takes it takes some figuring out to do, which is fine. Like, I don't mind a puzzle to make you think. Um, but it it makes the game a lot more puzzly in some of these areas that, you know, otherwise would have had just, like, platforming content. I kind of liked that. Yeah. Uh, lots of new machines compared to the old game, along with all of the old ones. Well, some, the majority some of the old some ones. Some of the old ones, yeah. I, I think the majority, I mean, they had... Which ones were they missing? Uh,
1: like, I can't really...
0: Uh, aside from the, like, pharaoh machines and even those, they had
1: the... The, um... I feel like we corruptors. just... I feel like we just talked about this <laughs> and I can't remember. Yeah. I can't
0: think of any machines that... Oh, um, the Sawtooth. I think the Sawtooth was oh, the only yeah. one. But, like, they have the Ravagers and the Ravagers are essentially just Sawtooths with guns.
1: Yeah the sawtooths they didn't have um
0: and they had like the red eye watchers which are the same as watchers they had the um striders the, they the didn't razors. have they
1: didn't have striders which i know the chargers are basically the same striders thing striders with horns yeah um...
0: they had the uh snap maws, but i mean and then the new ones are all really cool what was your favorite machine
1: uh the Oh my gosh! Oh no, you fr- you don't know its name? No, I do. Uh, the <laughs> dreadwing. Oh, the Dreadwing. I think dreadwing, it's the yeah. dreadwing. Yeah, I think you're right. The bat.
0: The bat. The bat machine.
1: I loved the bat. It's really when I cool. when I encountered that, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's so cool. <laughs> he
0: is really cool, <laughs> and he like he he for idle position, he's yeah, like hangs upside he, down on stuff. Upside down. It's super yeah. cool. I really liked the um, the shell snapper was my favorite now i have a soft spot soft spot for turtles anyway oh, so
1: didn't you like the other one too the um the water guy the
0: uh oh yeah the like um tide, the, t- the tide the tide ripper yeah 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 he he is really cool too i i don't feel like his fight is quite as epic as the the shell snapper um like the shell snapper is like a tank
1: he is literally like, a literally, tank yeah i know he, he like has guns on has, every and, like
0: and he has like a gun for like every different element in the game so like he's got like a he's got like a shotgun and he's got a flame gun and he's got a frost gun yeah it's it's crazy yeah he's he's a beast um yeah no i i really liked it. I liked the amount of new machines that they had. Because, like, in the previews that we got from, like, the trailers, it seemed like they had just, like, a bunch of dinosaur new ones. They had the dinosaurs, and they had the mammoths, and, like, that was it. But then, like, you start playing the game, and it's like, you got the burrowers, and you got the birds, and you got the, you know, the claw riders and oh, it was definitely cool. Definitely cool. Um, you can swim in this game. Yeah. Underwater. Yeah. You can fly in this game with the Sunbird, the Sunwing. I didn't get a whole lot of experience flying around, though it seemed like it went pretty smooth for the most part. Swimming, however, not as smooth as it could be. (laughs) It's mainly just spatial recognition. Like, you have to... You have to know how to... (laughs) 3D maneuvering is kind of difficult in any game. So, like, that aspect is... Take some
1: it took me a while to, to figure it out Takes some learning and as somebody who is like one of my deepest fears is drowning like it was hard at the beginning especially
0: for me. that one where, where you're doing the proving lab yeah and where you she have gets washed underwater. away
1: and she's like literally drowning
0: and i remember at one point you pause the game and you're like i can't
1: and i'm like, <laughs> like i have tears in my eyes like i can't <laughs> i can't watch this anymore i i'm gonna have a panic attack or something like <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares.
0: <laughs> yeah. You made it through, though. Yeah. You persevered. Um, I don't know. I think that's about everything that I have written down anyway. But yeah, I gave it a 9 out of 10 for gameplay.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: me too. Nice. So uh, let's move on to music. You all Right there, yeah, you're <laughs> still Kidding. thinking about drowning, <laughs> 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 or is like wiping tears away, like,
1: <laughs> oh man,
0: so I gave it a ten out of ten for music, hey me too, um i
1: yeah. I don't even have really have any notes besides, um, I really liked the idle nature sounds, yeah, like you could be like just hanging out in the middle of a forest and you just hear all the like foresty sounds and i like, loved that yeah
0: there's like birds the babbling and,
1: brook yeah. and the, the chocobos yeah,
0: why <laughs> i don't understand what the heck is making the chocobo <laughs> noises it sounds just like a quid from a chocobo though like exactly like it um like there there are some battle music in this game that is amazing i know the amazing. um
1: the tremor tusk music the is really tusk music is really cool really
0: good um the when you're fighting the rebels there's one they they play a couple different songs when you fight the rebels, but there's one that's like real bassy and almost like techno dance music almost <laughs> and it's it's really cool it's really cool um the voice acting is very well done oh yeah yeah um everyone sounds l- like their character looks just like you know i'm i mean it fits their their voice pretty well yeah there's a couple people a couple NPCs like side quest people that it's like eh, this voice doesn't really match this character design but I mean for the most part they did really well
1: yeah
0: um machine sounds uh some of the the claw striders have like a yell that they do Oh yeah it's like a, really it's really cool it's like a screech yeah it is
1: yeah
0: it is really cool
1: and I know that you you really liked the um the sound of your drilling spikes. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, it's it's really it's, it's a gross noise. It really is. Like it's it's like metal on metal. It's a jarring, metal, like, it's a jarring sound, yeah. but it's definitely it's the sound that they should have used with machines dying. Because it is this like grinding metal metallic sound that I feel like a dying machine would probably have if all of its gears got hit with an arrow, you know, or like exploded. So it just, that sound, yes, it was very jarring and yes, it it was kind of unpleasant. But like it had that like perfect touch to this game that I feel like the machines should have had. Yeah. Um, I actually wrote down spike drill sounds. <laughs> oh, the controller!
1: <laughs> I know you had your headphone thing. Yes. Oh I, my gosh,
0: you haven't done it yet? No, I haven't. It, you have to do it with earbuds.
1: Yeah, I, and that's the problem. Uh, I don't so, like earbuds. okay.
0: <laughs> if you weren't listening to any of my streams, which is fine, I don't blame you. Um, if you have headphones in Ear- specific, earbuds, specifically earbuds. It, when you're using your earbuds, hold the earbuds taut against your controller, and your controller will vibrate the audio into your ear, and it will enhance the game's audio tenfold. <laughs> like, it, it's it's the rumbling inside the controller along with the audio files, that, the, the audio that it plays on its own. It vibrates your ear. I mean, you can put the controller right up to your ear and you'll be able to hear it too. But, like, it's kind of fun to be able to use the earbuds so that you get, like, the full audio experience. But still, like, the rumble in the controller adds to the audio that's going on in the game. So, like, when you're fighting a machine or specifically cutscenes are really, really good. Like, it just there's a dimension to the rumble in the controller that is audible and that audible fits with the game really, really well. And it almost adds like a fourth dimension of vibration to the audio. And it's, it's really cool. It's, it's worth giving a shot if you know, you want to experience that. So are you
1: talking about just like the vibration of the controller?
0: I don't know because I know that the, the controller makes audio sounds too, but yes, I think it's the majority of it is vibration, but I, I don't know because all I know is what I hear from holding the, you know, I, I wasn't listening and analyzing it close enough to know, but just like is, there are some sounds that like,
1: is the sound, is the sound from the controller piped into your earbuds if you're wearing earbuds or do you just not get that sound that's don't coming think, from the controller?
0: I don't think you get that sound that's coming from the controller if you're wearing headphones oh. connected to the gameplay, controller or not. Um Because it's, I think the sound is in, is is only playing back in the controller plus the vibration. So like if you pull the, if you pull the cord taut, the vibration tunnels up to your ears so you hear the, the vibration turns into an audio like sound. Yeah. Audible sound. Hmm. So like when. Interesting. There, there was a point, there was, there was a point where I was doing something and and, like, Aloy scanned something, and the scan noise was this, like, crazy dimension sound, and it vibrated with the controller, and it was just, like, I, I, can't, I can't explain it, but you just have to experience it. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's really cool. It really does add another dimension to the audio that, like, your hands can't hear it. But like, if you if you pull your your your, your earbuds taut, it, you'll hear it. Or like I said, if you just put the the grip of the controller into your like ear canal, <laughs> yeah. you can you can hear it too. It it does the same thing, but it's a little more distracting if you do it that way, <laughs> as you would imagine. So yeah,
1: I was just I was referring to like, um, you know the the sounds that. Are in the controller specifically? The I think
0: it's a mix of the two. Like I think that you can also hear like do, pulling pulling the wire taut. I think you can hear the audio that is in the controller, like literally the audio, but also the rumble too. So I think there's a mix of the two that it's playing off of, along with the audio of the game. So like you're getting feedback from all those different sources, and it's just it makes it makes for a cool experience. Something to think about. You should try that. Okay,
1: well.
0: <laughs> all right, are we ready to move on?
1: No, I did. oh, you is that it? Is that all you have? Yeah, for I music? Think so I've oh. got
0: the overall music was good. The voice acting, machine sounds, spike drill, general ambient sound, and controller. That's all well, I've
1: got. Ten out of ten. I had a uh, I had weird issues in the menu.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. When you pause, I
1: mean, I still gave it a ten. But like sometimes when you pause the game, it would go
0: it's almost like it would play the ambient sound but like in in, like small in like waves it was very
1: strange like it wasn't like this constant like the ambient sound is still playing it was just like this going in and out thing and it was like annoying it was distracting yeah so uh overall overall 10 out of 10 of course awesome. awesome
0: i gave it a 9 out of 10 oh
1: no (laughs)
0: again i i not bad yeah um just a a couple of those annoyances that i had with like climbing and the graphical or the 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 glitchiness was a little bit annoying i
1: i wasn't I i think you had a worse experience i wasn't
0: i wasn't so invested in the story that like I was addicted to it. Like, you know, I I remember my experience with Zero Dawn, and I'm like, I can't stop. (laughs) I have to know. Yeah. Where I didn't have that feeling in this game. And in fact, when it was time to start, because I streamed the whole thing. Yeah. When it was time to start, I was just kind of like, all right, you know, let's do it. Where I didn't have that, like, excitement of, I need to know what's going to happen
1: next. I did. I mean. I was very excited. In the moment, I think
0: I enjoyed it a lot more than like my anticipation of it wasn't there, like it was in Zero Dawn. So I again, I'm it's not like a low score by <laughs> any means, but yeah. yeah, it's it's not a full ten. That's fine. There are so many more hours of gameplay to get this thing at hundred percent. I think you got really close in your first game, didn't you? You got it to like ninety eight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think
1: I'm at ninety eight.
0: Um, and now you're replaying it to try and get the full hundred to scan a couple machines that you didn't originally have access. to. Well, they to.
1: did patch one of them in the re- most recent patch, yeah. but I just, I still have to get the one and I can't, I can't like, I can't find any information about it either. Like hmm. the only solution that pe- that I've been able to find is that this one machine is only available in this one quest. And if you don't scan it, then you don't get it so like i can't go back to that quest yeah, i would have to, way to do it is replay it, right? it yeah. um unless they patch it somehow or if it's out there like i i, I don't understand because like they say that it's you you can 100 percent it now in the latest patch they said you know completionists you can do this now or whatever but like i still can't find information on that one machine <laughs> so i don't know
0: well, and there's a couple spawn points that aren't located on the map. Yeah. That spawn a variety of different machines. So I it could looked. be that they're in those spots, but I
1: haven't looked in the arena either yet. So I mean it mm-hmm. there might be one in the arena.
0: Yeah. But what are you what are you looking for? So um, the Grim-
1: the Grimhorn? Apex Grimhorn, yeah, yeah. That I believe you fight with Zoe.
0: And I think that's like the only one you see too, yeah. isn't it?
1: Cause like all the other ones, I don't even I don't even think there's any grimhorn sights. Like they're all plowhorn sights. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: Is it the quest you fight with Zoe in the
1: the one that you did like in the cauldron several several oh, times? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The two the two grimhorns with all the yeah I'm pretty yeah I'm pretty sure it's that one. That one was hard. Those grimhorns are. Were- <laughs> those grim horns are hard i know i mean just they're they're fast
1: they're fast and they
0: shoot fire like a mile away
1: they like have like fire like bombs that they throw at you plus they like spew fire yeah so like <laughs> it's, it's
0: there's a hard. lot of really hard machines hard. in this game i mean the the fire claw that ha- that like summons lava from the ground.
1: <laughs> the ground starts boiling. You're like, I gotta leave now. Did
0: I? Okay. So when I when I was playing, I fought a um, a flame horn or whatever. Like one of the one of the the grazer machines, the fang horn, fang horn. Yeah. So I was fighting one of those, and like I killed him. And he fell on the ground, and then his body like liquefied Liquified. and turned into lava. And I'm like, "What is going on?" And then I'm, you like, realize watching, that. I'm watching him like melt. This was before I had even seen a, a fire claw in this game, so I'd never seen this move before. And he just like liquefies in front of my my eyes. And I'm just like. What is going on? I've never seen a machine do this before, and then the fire claw like comes out of the forest and I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that initial reaction of just this like this machine turning into lava it just happened to be a coincidence that the the fire claw did that move right like there. right there yeah it's just for that to be my first experience of the fire claw in this game I just it was really funny i should I should go back and s- C- clip that because it was it was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, this game really needs a new game plus feature.
1: Yeah,
0: I know that it, every single post that Gorilla makes, if you look in the comments, everyone is like "new, new, game, plus, plus, new game plus, new game plus. plus." Yeah, so I know that they're working on it, and I.
1: I mean, obviously, it's it like, I yeah. want to, you know, I want to. I do. Like I'm playing it again, but like I would much rather play it again with my weapons. Like I don't want to have to do all this again, you know?
0: Play play it over again with your weapons at level fifty. Like I just just want to enjoy
1: easy like
0: extra easy mode, be super overpowered and just slaughter everything and just enjoy feeling the power. Feel
1: powerful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um i am so ready for the next game now
1: oh yeah next game the next <laughs> dlc yeah whatever whatever, whatever content happens. they
0: can give us i'm ready for it
1: there's, i there's a spot that i really feel like is going to be a dlc spot yeah, in the game that's like i
0: was uh, we we talked about this a few times i was really hoping that aloy would like go with the quinn oh yeah go and have that be like Ha- have Aloy go with the Quinn and have them find like Hawaii and have Aloy and Alva like explore Hawaii. Like how awesome would that be? Like have freaking like lava machines and like I don't like, know. Hawaii
1: uh, is probably gone in this world. Yeah,
0: probably. It's just it's just a concept, I know. but I mean, how cool would that be? <laughs> like I feel like that would be really easy to do because one Hawaii's fairly small, has a couple islands you could jump across and like I just think that that would be really neat um, for, for a DLC pack, like a simple extra map that you can kind of come and go, and I don't know, I feel like other other games like this have done that. I mean, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has like, you can go to uh, Ireland and explore Ireland. So it's like, you know, well, America even, like you can go to, I think it's somewhere in Canada that you can go and explore. It's like a completely separate map from the main game, but like, you can just go whenever yeah, you want and explore yeah. it. So it's just, you know, the, the, um, It it's not uncommon for this style of game to do that kind of thing. So it's like, this would be this like perfect opportunity to use that and have, have her go overseas for some weird reason, you know, but like maybe help Alva, save her family or something. I just, I like Alva and I would like to see her do more with her. <laughs> yeah,
1: I do. I really like Alva too.
0: Um, I
1: think, I think there's more. Oh, yeah. I think that there's Alva is.
0: It was just, it was sad because Alva watched the Quen leave. So, like, is uh, there another boat? Or I suppose quite, I didn't yes. go and I, I didn't yes, go and talk to her. Because
1: so. if you go back to Landfall, she is back in Landfall and the boat is still there. Oh. So, like, and they have, like, a few ships off of the coast, Uh, so they must have taken one of those ships or something, but, like, yeah, the end credits show a boat leaving, but the, like, boat is still there, so, like, I don't know. it just, it it
0: seemed to imply that... Her people were leaving, but she was staying behind, so it like made me sad that that d l c may not ever happen. It may not ever happen anyway, but like <laughs> my mind is so set on how cool is this possibility and if if all of us waving goodbye to her boat's leaving, then it's like, oh yeah all like the
1: obviously they've stayed, and they're they're still doing whatever they're doing, yeah. but you know. Maybe they were setting out on a quest to go like back and deliver the information that they got so far. I with, don't know.
0: With Co being so crazy, and the Quen being so like data exclusive, that like some people in Alva's tribe obviously know more than what they're allowing their people to know. There's something funny going on in that tribe that. You know, it's not like Alva's the the lead in any way. So it's like to go and explore that, to have Aloy go and explore that would be pretty cool. Yeah. But I mean, at this point, no one even really knows where Alva's from. I mean, they're specu- where a lot of people are speculating possibly China because of information that's in Zero Dawn, and her outfit is very Asian inspired. Um, like yeah. Their- yeah. Like like their the design, architecture yeah, their from the old ones are were inspired by their or inspired their outfits
1: and like little things like their lanterns and stuff yeah. like you know you you kind of see it
0: and it wouldn't be it it would be so like gorilla to put those hints don't they in have there. like little
1: dragons on like their boats and stuff too I didn't really look
0: at their boats mm-hmm. that closely I don't know. So uh are we
1: ready to stop?
0: I think we're I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> um my final gameplay time was 70 hours and 25 minutes. Nice. And I have yours written down as 49 hours and 23 minutes. Well,
1: let me touch on that a little bit. Okay. I I played this in a week. You did? And I played it on easy mode. Half halfway through I play I switched to easy mode because the beginning is hard. Yeah, it is. Cuz you have like no health. Yep. So like I just switched her to have easy health and, you know. <laughs> right. That way I didn't die and I didn't you, have to do things over minutes. and over and over again. Yeah.
0: I played the entire game on normal mode. And yeah, it was hard, especially in the beginning. It got it got better as you went on, progressed, but um I died a lot like randomly if I wasn't paying enough attention, but I feel like it, it wasn't terrible.
1: I feel like the machines were so hard and like it was, it was kind of hard to level up your gear in the beginning. Yeah. So like your gear isn't quite strong enough to be fighting these machines. So I don't
0: know. it's what's funny is the game is like designed so that you run into these really hard machines that you're supposed to just run away from. But like Aloy is so slow that you can't really run away (laughs) that easily. So it's like, you tend to like, like when I saw that first fire claw, I couldn't kill it. Yeah. So like I, I tried, but like, I got like halfway through its health bar and it ended up killing me. And it's like, not much I can do about it. I think,
1: uh, I think I tried to do Talana's quest. I think it was like, it wanted you to be like level 20 or 25 or something. I was like level 12. Yeah. And like, I just went on with it and I'm like, you fought that. I, I can't do this. Yeah, it was that, hard. That and that was, a that beast. was when I was still on normal mode.
0: Yeah. I think that was, the, I think that's what tipped you over to go to easy mode. wasn't it, seems like it i think you ended up killing the the shell snapper by using all the traps and then
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. and
0: then you f- you finally it, took they it down had, like
1: all the different environmental things that you could do and i had to like go up there and hit it with the like logs or whatever right yeah
0: yep good stuff
1: fun stuff
0: and now it's over. Like you it's, had all
1: this waiting. It's not over though. I'm still playing and, oh, yeah, it. I
0: know. Yeah, I know. And I'll and there's still a play lot it for to a while. Still. I mean like I all the data points yeah, that are out there to collect and, I
1: haven't read through everything. Like I I legit want to read through everything and read yeah. all the data points and
0: What's what's really cool, I mean we sat down, was it just last night and we were looking at um
1: Zero Dawn, Zero Dawn stuff. Some some of the
0: data points and and how they correlate to this game and it's like they legit had this game in mind when they were doing Zero Dawn, or it just was very convenient that the two like they found these things and are like, well, let's let's explore this like the Xena thing a little more. And it's just it's really cool to see how they incorporated,
1: like they have these concepts where they like have these stories that they're building and they put, like, part of it in Zero Dawn. It's like, okay, we'll we'll save this for later. Yeah. Like, you know, we might build on this later.
0: It's almost like they had several different concepts and they, like, all right, let's pick one for the main storyline. They picked that one. And then then they used all the other, like, possible concepts and, like, fed them into Zero Dawn and then let them be open-ended so that in future games they can explore on those concepts later and it's just it's such a clever way of doing storytelling and it's so neat to go back to zero dawn now that horizon forbidden west has been explored and see some of these like hints to the things that we had no no idea about. Yeah. I think weren't you saying there's like one guy on Reddit who like nailed it beautifully oh, like yeah. months before the game came it out? It was
1: like it was like uh, four years ago. Yeah. That he had he had he like nailed it nailed, to a T. Yeah. The Odyssey, that the Odyssey didn't really explode or whatever, that they, they would come back.
0: Just unbelievable that one guy like it kind of reminds me of that that TV show that we watched with Kristen Bell. Um, the good place. And there's that like one guy who got the afterlife, like perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what this one guy on Reddit was like.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, um, that put my final score at a seven or a 47 out of 50.
1: Same,
0: same for you. So that's a 9.4 out of 10. Beautiful game. It actually scored better than horizon zero dawn. Horizon zero dawn was a 9.2. Wow. Wow. I scored a couple points more.
1: It's the graphics.
0: The graphics, for sure. I think for us, I think we did... I, mine was like nine across the board. That's
1: tough, though, because... <sighs> I think I like Horizon Zero Dawn better.
0: <laughs> as far as what? Just in general, or...? I?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, story, mainly. And...
0: I, for me, anyway, I scored the story the same as Zero Dawn. I, I scored it at a, at a nine that I st- scored the story at a nine in zero. Dawn. I don't I remember
1: think, what mine is. I, mine was, I think
0: yours was a nine and this one was an eight. Yeah, this so like an eight. it, it works. It's just, you know, yeah, the, it's tough to beat that, that introductory to the world for me anyway. I mean, same thing goes for a lot of, in any series, like I really like Harry Potter, the first movie, because of that oh, introduction yeah, yeah. to the world. You're
1: learning everything about yeah, everything the world. So
0: new and so like,
1: <gasps> I want to know everything. Yeah,
0: and that's that's how I felt about Zero Dawn. And I don't think anything will ever be able to compare to that in the Zero Dawn series, unless
1: it's Horizon series, not Zero Dawn. Excuse me.
0: No, I'm sorry. I don't want to. it's now
1: Horizon 1, horizon zero, one zero Dawn. Horizon 0 Dawn,
0: Horizon 2,
1: Forbidden West. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> <I'm>
0: sorry. <laughs> no. Well, guys, we are gonna end it here for today. That's this is how I end my my uh, streams. That's not correct. Guys, thank you all so much for hanging out and listening to this podcast <laughs> uh for Horizon Forbidden West. Thank- I hope you enjoyed this.
1: Thanks for playing this with me, Danny.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thank you. I tried to get Kaylee to play it and she just like won't. I know. It's so sad. I need I need everyone who's listening to this podcast to yell at Kaylee and yes. tell her to play this game.
1: Horizon Zero Dawn. Or, yeah, her, starting she with Horizon. She won't play, she won't play
0: it. Horizon Zero Dawn at all. What's
1: wrong and it's with her? not because She's—I don't know. It's not that she doesn't want to like. She's I, just being a
0: wimp. Yeah. She's she's being like I was when fighting Talana, or um, not Talana when I was Tilda. fighting Tilda.
1: No, I don't no. want to do it that way. I'm doing it my way. <laughs> we've we've gotten to the point where we're uh, getting her her son into with a robot dinosaurs yeah, right. and keep telling him, well, ask mom ask and dad, your mom to play ask robot mom dinosaurs, and dad to play robot. They have dinosaurs. this game at home. Just tell him
0: to play it. <laughs> You know, um before we ended, I also want to say that I would love to see Zero Dawn like PS5 upscaled would be fantastic. Like redesigned f- for like the PS5 just like essentially making it look and feel just like Forbidden West, but like the story of Zero Dawn, you
1: know. Give me give me a movie yeah, of enduring go. victory. Ooh, I want that. That would
0: be awesome. I know,
1: right? Have like, have it called
0: Enduring Victory. Victory,
1: And you have it, have it like Sobek's story. Yeah, you have the story of Sobek and you have the story of Ted Farrell and you have this epic war battle thing with all these machines and
0: it would would be be so cool. It would be very cool. It would be very cool. Gorilla PlayStation, (laughs) we know you have the money to do this. Let's see it done. (laughs) You heard it first here <laughs> Victory, the, the movie, movie we're predicting coming that. out 2024 <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well we are gonna end it here thank you all so much for listening to this podcast episode um the next podcast episode is obviously zap chats which is every 15th um our next review episode right now is planned to be uh pokemon legends arceus so that should be pretty cool kaylee should be back on the podcast with us by then and uh yeah guys thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time
1: bye